I am a stranger in a strange land. Booga, booga. This is Popcorn Pulse. 126. 126. And I might be Tim. And I'm pretty sure I'm well tall. Maybe. We might have to dig deep and drill down to find out. And, uh, yes, wow, thing. our volumes are all over the place. Of course I they apologize are. to everybody. Hopefully that'll fix on, uh, on edit. I also apologize to everybody when we were recording on, uh, wow, why are we so loud today? Anyways. We're chatty. <sighs> we're feeling good. We're feeling fine. We have yet to imbibe. That's why we have the but, strength um, to project. Anyway, uh, I apologize to everybody for the last number of episodes. The last couple should have been fine, but that little period where we were doing them on the tablet. It appears that because um, we installed Audacity on it to with the new equipment, that it it the truncate silence where it cuts out the the blank spaces so that we're not just dead air. Yeah, is way too aggressive on default settings. So all of a sudden our words are like, ah, how's it doing? We sound like we're the fast. We're just cutting it. People think we were cutting in and out, and it's like, oh, I know what happened. I was figuring it makes it sound like we were fast talking, like those, like the guys that show in like 1920s, like plays. What are you talking about? I think it's good. Why well, do I think it's a great idea? Everybody can get newspapers. No one eats newspapers. We eat whiskey. Oh my God, we need bourbon. Everyone, let's call prohibition. I was thinking like 2010 YouTube, where everybody would do the jump cuts between oh, yeah. things they say. The super rapid. That's awesome. They intercut it with like them upside down going, what's going on? Anyways, uh, Drinks time? I think it's drinks time. We are doing another Colorado. Just smack the microphone with your drink. Take Why that don't you? microphone. Another Colorado ale. Uh, not ale. Sorry. I apologize. I called it an ale. I'm retarded. Uh, yeah. Spirits. That's what I meant to say. From Fort Collins called Feisty Spirits. Fort Collins, Colorado. Hmm. What does the Enchanter think? Hmm. Speaking hmm. of dead air. You can tell it's corn, which I, which I don't mind. I never mind. People... Some people don't like that. I don't. I have there, no problem. This is called Rhapsody. It's blue corn bourbon for those playing at home. No, that's not bad at all. No. No, that's... It doesn't hit hard, but it's, I mean, it's full alcohol content. Nothing wrong there. 44%. Yeah. I, I hate to say it. We have some decent bourbon makers around here. We have decent, just hard alcohol makers around here. Fuck the beer. Like, we're... Everybody talks about... Um, Seattle and that area for fucking beers, but no, Colorado I think has a beat for. I don't know if we have more microbreweries, but I'm beginning to think we do. But no, our spirits like at first I, I was like, like to... this is getting out of hand. There's too many people doing it, but there's so many of them that are fucking good at it. It's like, well, maybe we should do that. This because is I, I this is what a... Colorado is now. Everybody thinks it's pot. No, it's actually a bunch of people just fucking drinking and making the best alcohols ever. I heard a hypothesis that part of the reason a lot of like microbrews lean into IPAs because the bitter flavors cover imperfections from brewing. <laughs> and I was like, that's an interesting hypothesis because I could see that being like a very easy way to. Like, I just think they did because it it's popular and it sells well. I mean that that could be a combination. Like why? But why everyone does it? It's 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 a chicken and egg scenario, right? I'm just glad that I was able to call the the, the sours, sour beers and stuff being popular. I'm like. Give it the uh, about four months before it started hitting popular. I'm like four months or so, maybe six. Spirit or sours are going to be the fucking new thing, and everyone's just like, "Really? You think? You think? You think?" I'm like, "Yeah, because girls like it, and they want to they want to hang with the guys at the clubs and stuff, and they want something they can drink, but they don't want to just have white claws the whole time." Right or ciders. Ciders, ciders were okay. Are, ciders uh, but are, a lot of places don't serve ciders in Denver, which is weird. You'd think that'd be a little more in vogue because again. Kind of like in keeping with the sour beer thing. Yeah. 
But I actually like ciders. No, they could be perfectly fine. Anybody that's got a problem with ciders can fuck off. I mean, that's just... one, of, one of Ness's favorite drinks is a half cider, half like half a wizen. I mean, it's just apple wine if you think about it. Mead is just honey wine. Well, yeah. Anyway, let us uh, let us continue let on. Let us not get into alcoholic trouble. As delicious as this is, <sighs> I quite like this. This is this this I could get drunk on very easily. Tell me you don't like it. I'm not complaining. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, move that out of the way. We, you know, we really should do a video so we could just have it sitting near the front so people can see what we're drinking. Maybe. Uh, they don't YouTube to, would probably have an issue with it. They don't deserve to advertise us for free. <laughs> we talk about them. I don't mind dropping their name, but shoving their logo. Well, it's just because I want other people to try different scotches and stuff. I don't know. I guess it is advertising, but... I mean, tell me people don't need good whiskeys in their life. I mean, we all do. Unless yes. you've got a drinking problem. This is like literally the only time I drink is during the show. So I can't be bothered. I just No, I that's that's again, that's been my problem. I've been having to make a conscious effort to drink through what I've got. So like, like okay, well, I guess I can have a drink today and like that way I get because I've got so many bottles of things. It's like are there are some things I actually really legitimately I, want. I need to finish off the eighty laws before it gets too it's low, so it's getting oxygenated. Yeah, you got that that's another thing too, is you get to that point where like it gets like beyond halfway and you're like, Okay, I have this is this ticking oh, clock here. They, they they go bad. They they there's too much air in there, it's oxygenating, it's not gonna taste as good. Ugh. But you can keep a new one around forever. Right. For those of you playing at home. Remember that. Once you open it, you're committed. It's like being married till death do us part. I mean, you could do the lower one, anyways. Anyway. That's why. That's why I refuse to read any of these things. That people are like this is news. So and so site has a sale. I'm like, no, that's an ad. I'm not reading that shit. Anyway, we but they're a... selling this manga for cheap. I'm like, I don't care. We have a, a movie, don't we? Uh, yes, this is a movie, but it's we in... have we have some other things we must discuss first. Oh, must we? Yes, there's some um, industry news. What? It covers all of our shows. Well, obviously, uh, a bunch of things are locked down and business is slowed. Comic-Con has been canceled for this year. I know. Comic-Con is not Guess coming. what's not coming? Sorry, we, we should have just set that up beforehand. We should have. Well, yeah. Yeah, I saw that they finally announced it today, wasn't it? So, no, no great news for this year. No, no great news. No great news. How dare you? How dare you, Woo Flu? Yeah. So, uh, that sucks, but on the positive note, not only are they offering refunds, which, of course, but they're offering to let you instead roll it over to next year. Mm. Yes. So much better option. Sucks I have to wait another year for Comic-Con, yeah. but. I don't know why they're worried. Most most weebs have those masks they bought to say things like hentai or Ichi I was waiting it. to see Come just on. everybody in. I was like, you know what we need to do? We're ready. Re required Kakashi cosplay. There you go. Everybody is Kakashi. Everybody's from Naruto. You could be sexy, Kosuke, or whatever you want. I or, don't give a shit. No, but you have to be Kosuke, and you have to have your face. No, you just sorry, have to... not Kosuke. Sorry, Kakashi. I keep fucking that up. Kosuke. Why do I keep saying Kosuke? Because that's your favorite. Because that's your I need fiction, drink. Right? You're just like, you're like, oh, Sasuke Kun. <sighs> let me, let me backdoor new jutsu. Kakashi, Kakashi. Holy <laughs> fuck! What is wrong with me? Like I said, and not enough drinking. You're That's letting your slash fiction bleed into the show, and you got to be careful. Fuck that. Anyway, uh, so that happened. That, that's 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 a thing. They don't they don't have to just do Kakashi though. They could do any any anime where there's a character dressed as a medical nurse and they have the face mask. 
Win-win. Win-win, everybody. No, it's got to be... I want the entire place just full of kakashis. I want 120,000 kakashis running around. You just want it to be kakashi, kagi, no bunshin. Yeah. Kagi bunshin, no jutsu, whatever Yeah, like when he's just like... When he watched Naruto do it early on, and he's like, I can do that. Anything you can do, Boom! And he does like 10 times as though... Yeah, just... Fills the whole area with them, and it's just like, yes. And you finally see the level difference between them. It's just like, where he's almost dead, and he's like, I can do that, and just, and Naruto can do like four. But anyway. Anyway. Neither here nor there. Remember early Naruto when it was good? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it happened. It did. It wasn't who could make the bigger energy ball. Once in a while they get out of that. What's his name? Um, The smart one. That can do the shadow thing. Yeah. Yeah, he's got no power, so all everything he did was always well, good because it's, it's always and that's why it's like fun when they show like Rock Lee because again, you know, being as he's pure physical, like yeah, but it's look. not because then him and um, Guy since they just devote into overpower with the gates, and the gates, yes, yeah. and then they just they, they go all fucking saying on people, but without energy blasts, right? Right. I mean, they're energy blasts, but they don't throw them. I guess I don't know. Right. But you know, it's it's it happens. When things just go on. Like Gara was good because he didn't just make he didn't make energy blasts. I hate it when it devolves into fucking DBZ bullshit. I mean, that's basically the timeline problem with any shonen is on a long enough timeline it just devolves into people. And stop making them so long. That's but they print so much money. I know. What are you to do? What are we to do? Like I would do any different. Right. I'd just be like, I'm in money. You're like, like I would stop doing One Piece. Anyway, um, let's do the show, and uh, we we will we will discuss. And so many people have asked. I'm going to say this here early on. We will discuss Final Fantasy VII remake in this show because so many people have asked me for it. Even okay? though it's not necessary topic, but not now, not now. This is Popcorn Pulse. So we're going to start with our movie. Well, I guess we're 10, 11 minutes into this fucking show, but still. Yeah. Movies. And then, and for those who are wondering how Comic-Con is movie-based, obviously you don't understand Comic-Con. That is definitely relevant to this show. It's relevant oh, to they every under- show they understand. in the Anime Pulse network. No, no one doesn't understand. So we have Underwater from this year, uh, although it shouldn't have been. Uh, this was actually filmed in 2017, and I don't remember reading was it. I- Yes, it was. Oh. Yes, it was. It was actually filmed. It wasn't released until this year. I didn't find the reason. Me, because partially because I'm lazy. You know, that's how that goes. So it stars the uh, grumpy vampire lover herself, Miss Stewart. Was that this year? I was thinking it was last year, but I guess it was this year. Yeah, it's, it absolutely was. Did it ever have a theater release? Does anything have a theater release now? What are theaters? I've heard of such things a long time ago. Oh, the only problem is it's been almost three weeks since I watched this, so let's see how well I remember okay. it. Okay, okay, well, let's see. So we start off. This is, there's there's a couple of things this, this movie has going for it, and I'll kind of, kind of front load some of those out of the way right away, is that we always bitch about the show, don't tell, and they work. We do. They, we, we, we mention that for everything. They work at trying that. I don't. I won't say they always succeed, and we'll get into why and where. But uh, yeah, yeah. 
So, uh, we start off. It's an underwater mining operation in the Mariana Trench. They do, This is one of those complaints I have is that you find this out because they show the credits and they have, like, like circles. They have, like, topo maps on for underwater, like, terrain. I mean, if you're going to do an opening trench. credit and you want to get some... You want to get some uh, exposition out of the exposition way. out of the way. It's better than a narrator. Yeah, but then then they do the voiceover both the beginning and the end, which is one of those things where like they do with Kirsten Stewart and she does it like like blah 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 blah, and you're like, okay, so she's gonna do the she's gonna do the the talking over thing and deliver information, and it never happens again for the movie, and you're like, okay, well maybe it was just a, a setup thing, like kind of get you inside her head a little bit. And then she does it at the very end, and you're like, well, wait a minute. Why? What? Question, though. This is important. This, this is this is what's truly important. You never see your tits. No, no, no. Is Christian Stewart hot? <sighs> I can't make up my mind. You know, She's either some kind of weird deer human with, like, fucked up eyes on the side of her head... Maybe she's a cod. I can't fucking decide. I think, or she's fucking normal and hot as fuck. And every time I see her, I'm like, am I attracted to this or not? Because I see her one time, I'm like, ooh, she's hot. Oh, that's Kristen Stewart. Oh, yeah, I forget she's hot. And then I see her again, and I'm like, why is there, like, some weird aquatic person thing that's going that, like, somehow the eyes don't face the same direction, but but they're both staring into my soul. Spoiler alert, she's actually the monster they drilled up underwater. Yeah. <laughs> It just, it drives me nuts, because, like, what, is she hot or not? And it literally depends on, like, the fucking moment. Because she's, like, staring at it. She's like, ooh, she's hot. She turns her head slightly, like, oh, what happened? Where did her eyes go? She, what the fuck? She always looks to me like she smelled a particularly distasteful fart, and she's debating whether to tell, call you on it or not. The other part is some pictures, her eyes are fucking stuck together instead of on the side of her head. What is going on? What kind of weird optical illusion is her fucking face? Oh, we're underwater. So she's brushing her teeth in a nearly empty locker room, and there's a daddy long legs for some reason. My only... This is one of those moments... Yeah, how the fuck does a daddy long legs get into this thing? Right. I'm fine if you wanted to show, like, an insect, because, again, this is clearly supposed to be a little dingy or a little, like a used, like people have been working in this. This is where there's a bit of conflict because we never see enough people to justify having this larger facility, but there what? are, yeah, it's What clearly, is it eating? A daddy long legs would need other right. insects. You could have, like, a fly or something or whatever. Like, that's... A fly could at least survive off human them. waste and food. Right, and right. But they're like, it's a spider thing. It's like, is this supposed to be symbolism? And I, I was racking my brain, like, trying to figure it out. So she's brushing her teeth. She's in her bra. She's got, you know, really short hair that's dyed blonde, which makes her look kind of like a, oh, God, what's his face? The uh, the weapons dealer in Metal Gear Solid 4. Remember what's his face? No. His name, like, he's one of many. It just reminded me of that. I'm just like, I kept expert to, like, roll out and be like, who wants to buy upgrades for your SMG? Am I the not, only one that's liquid. eager to go oh. back and play some Metal Gear? Like Solid... Or not, um, what's that one? Um, Snake Eater? I mean, that's always a good one. Or Five, because I just love... I fucking love sending every single enemy up into the fucking sky with the sky hook. That's Five, Drebin. right? Drebin 893. Whatever, whatever the new one is, I, Five. Unless they came out with one that I didn't pay attention to. Yeah, it's Five, right? Well, I mean, there's, there's What's-Its-Face where... The one that's infamous for the nano machine son. I don't give a Revengeance. fuck. It's not a Metal Gear. I mean, yeah, it has the name. But I don't care. It's not Metal Gear. It's an action game, but, but whatever. 
Anyway, back to the movie, back to the movie. So she's, again, we haven't got past. So almost immediately there's a chunk and walls blow out and things happen. They get right the fuck into it. They don't fuck around with introducing us to the crew. They don't fuck around with any of that. They don't be like, here's the funny character. Here's the character who will die. No, you know the funny character the second you see him because of who it's played by, which we don't get into yet because we haven't met him yet. No. No. At this point, it's just shit goes bad immediately, and it's her running, trying to wake people up and get out of that area to lock the doors down, which... Yep, because it's flooding, because obviously something happened, whether an earthquake or explosion or something violent has destroyed parts of the underwater base that the operations runs out of. So she's running around, she finds... I don't remember any character's name besides girl, guy, guy, other girl, well, other Well, she's dude. Nora, and then there's Captain. He's just Captain, apparently, according that's, to the that, credits. That's an appropriate name, because that's all we ever really know by. He's just the captain. He's like, he's in charge. Um, Rodrigo is the uh, guy that makes it out with her, I believe. Okay. So the one that makes it out, you only see her at first. She's running around banging on doors, and I'm like, is nobody else going to be in this movie? And then one dude makes it out also, and I believe that's the it was the black guy, right? Yeah. The, the token. I'm not joking. I swear he's like the token character. I mean, most characters in this, all the characters in this are basically tokens. Well, there's some kind of a token. They're, they, they're very They are a generic, uh, what's the word? Archetype. Character shirt. Archetype, yeah. Yeah, they're just, here's here's the main character. Here's here's friend one, friend two. Here's the yeah, Well, she captain. doesn't really know him. He's on a different shift. Right, which is fine because we do if, see some other humans running at the door, and they don't make it. No, because they're like we have to. Which close I'm glad the door. we at least had some other humans on the ship. I thought we were just gonna pretend. I'm like, is this some low budget small scene type or small, like oh, you know, small set type of thing? Well, it's fine if it was again a small operation, and they have like yeah, a crew of ten people. And well, I just, it wasn't start. sure going into it. I didn't know much of anything about well, it. By the I'm size like, oh, of like okay. the locker room they portrayed, you you get the sense there's supposed to be a lot of people on here. But she ends up having to seal the door behind them. Which means a lot of people are probably dead back behind. Well, they were them. dead anyways. Yeah. So fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. So they run to. They they start trying to make their way somewhere to the center, whatever. Central command, whatever and it is. And there's some there's damage. They have to crawl through some areas. They end up running into uh, Paul, who she knows he's. Uh, it's T.J. Miller. It's T.J. Miller. It's fucking T.J. Miller, who recognize. plays T.J. Miller in everything he's ever been in, ever. No, actually, this is a lot more subtle than compared. I was expecting a lot more like Deadpool, where he's like, it's like a fart wrapped in a bad lettuce. Vomit. Oh, wait, isn't he? Um, He's a local, isn't he, to Denver? I don't know. I think so, and he's got in trouble for, didn't he get Me Too'd or something? I don't know. And they can't have him in Deadpool anymore? I don't know. I that might be why this got delayed. I literally couldn't tell you. Let's look it up. I'm curious because I'm pretty sure I don't want to say things about him if I was wrong. If I'm thinking someone else, don't but be a dick. Well, I don't want to. Um, I don't want to involuntarily. You don't want to. Be, you, don't wanna, you don't want to. J'accuse. But anyway, uh, because he's got he covered in dust, like I didn't recognize him, and yeah. he started talking, and I'm like, how? He's that? accused of sexual assaulting something, but it says Silicon Valley star. I swear he was from here though. I mean, just because he's from here doesn't mean that like he's like a local. Well, no, like he got he he was doing some comedy here or something. I don't remember. It, was, it went bad or something. He's doing some stumped up. He's like, hey, still kind of. Oh bad yeah, it's show. a show. That's right. I forgot. I didn't realize he was in it because I don't watch it and I don't care. Well, whatever. So yeah, he pops up and he he's not like as soon as I recognized like who he actually was. I was expecting more. 
along the line of like the freewheeling like Deadpool. Well, jokes. it was 2017. That's probably why this movie got delayed for three years. They're probably trying to make wait for people to forget. Like eh, eh. Well, I'm not even joking. That's probably what it was. He doesn't even have that big a part though, comparatively. Yeah, but you don't want that attached to your stuff. That's why he won't be in any more Deadpool's. I don't think he will. I don't know. But wasn't that the one that came out like just wasn't Deadpool two just come out like last year? Is it? I thought that's I don't know. Twenty it either came out twenty eighteen or last year, so I don't think that's the case. I think it'd been recorded already and was scheduled. I don't know. Moving on, we don't want to talk about him too much. I hate him as a fucking per as a character in everything he's in. I guess he was right in Deadpool. He he makes a decent sidekick, but if the thing is, like I said again, they kind of restrain his natural like riffing. It's just or so he's like, oh god, what's that stupid comedian that's always the same character in everything he stars in? That's a lot. Like literally, like no. there's so many comedians who go into film. That's no, exactly there's a lot happened. of them that actually can do serious acting too. But well, god damn it! I mean, there's. I, I mean, you're talking brain, literally from brain. like from Adam Sandler What's, to Kevin Hart. You're not helping by just listing people like that. Thank I know. you. If you can name a movie, I'm trying, it. but you won't shut the fuck up. Holy crap! It's like working with a twelve year old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think yeah, I'm yeah. annoying? <laughs> Anyways, uh, he does that, uh, was it Anchorman? Will that, Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell is Will Ferrell in every <laughs> single fucking thing he's ever been in. And he's obnoxious, and I hate when he's fucking Will Ferrell. Whenever they make him a side character, when he's not the main fucking protagonist of the story, yeah. he plays something else, and he's really good. But that's why T.J. Miller works okay in this, because he's a side but character. But T.J. Miller is always the side character, and he's always just T.J. Miller, and he's the same fucking character in everything what, so he's in. So what else has he been in besides, obviously, Deadpool in this? What if, you want me to look up T.J. Miller No, now? like, if the thing is, the thing Christ. is, you, you rattle off as if you had examples. I can't think of anything, because I clearly don't watch movies with him in there. I uh, guess I haven't seen all of his, his TV series. And and in his TV series, he's probably more like the character because again, that's he's probably still why. getting shows. He's still getting gigs. Not much movies. He's got TV series. He's got a. He was in Kingdom Hearts three. Oh, you're right. Dead to Pool two was 2018. So he wasn't canceled. I mean, or was he? Maybe this movie because it was so fragile. They're like, hey, we could just hold on to it for a little while. I'm mm-hmm. looking at all these things, and I haven't watched most of this. He was born in Denver, Colorado. That's probably why you think Office Christmas Party, where he was T.J. Miller. Deadpool, Deadpool 2, etc. I mean, the poor bastard was in the Emoji movie, which, I mean... Yeah, and Big Hero 6. I didn't realize he was in that. I, I get it. Well, that's why he's in Kingdom Hearts. Oh. Oh, yeah, and, and also the, the dragon stuff. Yeah. Anyways, can we... Anyway. I find him obnoxious, and I couldn't see somebody that acts the way he does being on an underwater drill. No, it, but... My biggest problem with all of these underwater movies and that let's actually let me rephrase that. All of Hollywood's idea of what roughneck type people like oil rig workers, uh, what was that Bruce Willis space one where the oil riggers had to go into space? It's apocalypse. Was it apocalypse? It wasn't an asteroid or something? No. no. So it was during that Armageddon. Yes. Armageddon. Yes. It was during egg. that asteroid killing everybody like phase of movies. Kind of like an underwater phase of movies. Yes. Which we'll we will talk about. Well, no, that I don't know if they've gone through entire phases because they're they're spread out from nineteen eighty no. something to. When we get to mine, I will have a little discussion on this. But continue. I'm curious so, to see which one you did. So, so the roughneck oil driller, yada but yada. The, there's all of them. They, they all have this like they have this idea of the different characters. They're all wacky and like oil oil riggers. Any of those people, like they're, they're kind of they're not like 
Hollywood puts them at all. It's like they can't, can't they just send somebody to an oil rig or but something similar like this to learn what these kinds of people are that, like. No, this, they're not dumb. I, they're I disagree, smart. I disagree with you in, in this case because this is a large drilling operation. He could be any kind of support personnel. He might not be a driller himself or something. No, he's not would, a driller, but you don't. You end up with certain kinds of people, and they're usually not dumb. They're hard workers, and they can't be dumb because you'll get hurt real quick being nobody, too dumb. Nobody, I mean, other than the biologist lady who's just like, duh, I'm going to see if I, I'm going to touch this stupid thing's like spines because I'm dumb. Uh, most everyone in this actually makes reasonable decisions, yes, generally speaking. Except for the one fuck, which I don't understand what he's doing there. Which one? T.J. Miller. Wh- what decision He's literally he- just comic relief. But they use them pretty sparingly. I I think honestly this is not that. Bad. I don't I don't need it anyways. Fine, we'll move on for away from T.J. Miller. So the, I the, just hate him because he's he plays a half retarded guy in this. I guess he's slightly different than his normal self because he's not over the top witty. He has a stuffed bunny that he keeps pass. He passes on oh, to other people. God. You Which, know he's going to buy it as soon as you see it. You're like, oh, he's fucking dead. It was actually originally going to be a regular, like an actual rabbit. Okay. Just, just throwing it out there. The Enchanter decided to look up facts about this movie. Yeah. Well, I'm curious. Like, why did it get held back? You know, you know what? What are the what are the suits made out of? Because it's funny. Because again, these actually these suits look fairly pragmatic, comparatively eh, roughly. Oh, uh, and they actually looks familiar. So I was like, now is a perfect time this. to talk about every single underwater movie and all of their suits. And I understand they have to do this for the movie. But they always have to figure out some way to light them up. Light the, yeah, exactly. They light their face. Whether, and it's always like a ring. And now, modern stuff, especially in space stuff, they do this too. Same exact thing. Ring space, LEDs. Ring LEDs. Yeah, yep. Ring LEDs. A, a thing of LEDs shining on their face they and just blinding take, them. They take the little attachment that you have for like your camera and they just put it around your neck and go, ta-da! Um, what's the um, what's the one with, was it Hoffman? Hoffman? Not Hoffman. No, which one's the, is it the Sphere? I think it's the sphere. They that did it, it right. That is Dustin. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Anyways, uh, the sphere is the only one that I think did it right. Which makes sense being as they did. On a they have headlights on their suits, right? That light forward. And the way they hid the lights shining on their faces is that headlight didn't have a back plate. So it also shined back and lit up their face. Wow. It was very subtle. That way you could see who the actor was. So you can see him act. But you don't see a ring of lights that makes no fucking sense. You see a headlight, which makes 100% fucking sense. And I was just sitting there watching it like, oh my god, somebody finally gets it. That's how, that's how you work the lighting in naturally. I like it. That's good. That's good. Instead of, well, what if it's a ring of lights? That'd be cool. It's like, yeah. A the ring second of- anybody says that'd be cool in any kind of... Like, these kind of sci-fi... Yeah, well, you realize like right away that having a ring of LEDs around your neck that would like illuminate your face or everyone would basically just blind you to the outside, and you'd be like, "What's out there? I'm staring into the dark. It's very, it's very hard to see as there's lights in my eyes, reflecting off the inside of my glass. Ah, my yeah. helmet. Yeah, let's put a bunch of light inside the glass. That's that's smart. That's good. Anyway, it doesn't, doesn't matter. We're, it's just dumb. Because I get... I understand for, the need. It's par for the course. It's par for the course. I understand the need, but they could just light up their face subtly with something that's hidden. I, I don't disagree. Especially with modern technology, I, where you can hide I, the LEDs. I'm and not you could just, disagreeing. I'm just saying it's par for the course. 
So what I'm saying is this isn't special in how stupid it is. I'm just saying it's No, there. no, that's what I'm saying. That's why we want to discuss every, because everyone does. And I watched a lot for this episode. Yeah? Because I was curious. I've, I watched uh, five, I think, because it'll be curious to see if I ended up overlapping what you did. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I was just like, oh, yeah, uh, it, I'm picking all the big ones, so whatever the Enchanter gets, I'm going to have watched it. Of course, fair you probably picked some no-name bullshit. I don't yep. know. If, I don't know if that would be the case, but we'll talk about. Anyway, um, so we have uh, the group gathers together. Command center captain has a busted arm in a sling, which don't know if this was from the accident or not. But he's like, "Hey, you're here." That's okay. what it seemed like. He was because he was. I was wait. I was. I was wondering, and they kind of established right away that he's actually on the up and up. And I was worried that they were going to try to like make him look like he's in the up and up, but he's, he's actually, going down with the ship. Right. I. And I like how they don't they don't need to bother with a lot of crew, so he already got them out. Yeah. And it's just like, no, you put them in the fucking escape pods immediately. Yeah, he's like, a bunch of people have escaped. He's like, okay, you guys are here. All right, I'll, I'm going to get you guys out of here. He's there, everybody's leaving. You're like, is he really evil? Does he know what happened? Because this is, this is clearly, they're working for a company. They're doing drilling underwater. Clearly the company's evil. How do escape pods work? Uh, they just go up, see? And then, okay. and then everybody dies from... Um, the bends once they get up. There. Well, to be fair, usually when it comes to like sci-fi stuff like this, they typically make it to where you're not working in a when you're not working in an environment that's pressurized itself, which is contrary to reality. Yes, generally it would require the environment would require you be under some, some amount of pressure. Yes, Sphere they covered that one. I know they do. Sphere is one of the. I think that is the best one for know, the science. Do you know why? Oh yeah, I'm sure the author of the book actually did a it's lot. It's Michael of fucking reason. Crichton. There we go. Yeah. yeah. This is a guy who did not just dicker. He didn't just go, yeah, underwater is a cool place to set things anyway. So while you're underwater, you want to make sure you whip your dick out and pee on the jellyfish as they float by so they can't sting they you. They do do a hand-wavy thing for why they sound normal. Well, here's a voice modulator that's just a necklace. Yeah. But they can't have them talk with helium the entire time. Well, no, they do that in the book too, but they they comment how their voices don't sound right. Anyways, let's yeah. let's go back to this movie. Yeah. So the, they uh, they're like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna get out of here, and he's like, we're all gonna suit up. We gotta find helmets at work. Now, don't they show uh, Stewart's workstation, or is that someone else's? I think it's someone else's. I think she's just never makes it. I don't know. Supposedly, there's something about her having a fiance. Did I fucking miss this? I watched this. I wasn't working while I watched it, and I feel like I was on drugs. Maybe she does. I don't know. Okay, and we'll get to why in a little in a little while as we get towards there. I just was throwing it out there. I was like, maybe I missed. I thought it no, there. he left her or something. Wasn't there a scene where it's like sad because she's gonna be down there or something? I don't know. Maybe I don't care. I, I'm. It was. It was again. I appreciate the concept of show don't tell, but there is a certain point where it's like if it's a blink and you miss it detail, and you're like. Why does this character have motivation to do anything? To be fair, I guarantee you were watching this while doing two other things. I'm... You were probably working out and you were probably playing some game on a different system. I'm sure this was on your laptop while you were playing uh, no, Mana? Was, no. Secret of Mana? No. Was that what you were playing? No, it was on the TV. Was it Borderlands? What <laughs> mean, were you playing? I, mean, I might have been like... Borderlands? A little bit of Borderlands. There we go. I did have a, I did have a Vault Guardian to kill after all. But it was on the TV, which is bigger than... Wonder why you missed some things. I don't know. Oh, shut up. The Enchanter doesn't actually pay attention to anything we review, so... Sure, I When don't. he sits there giving me shit about things, it's always hilarious, because he just fucking half-asses all of these movies. 
how do you go to movie theaters? I mean, you don't now, obviously, since those are all closed and they're right. just gone. And the thing of, they're, they're like drive-ins. We'll we'll tell our children about it, and, and they'll just like, be like, "What are you talking and about?" Like, you used to watch movies other than on Disney Plus because <laughs> Disney Plus has bought every other streaming service. Because the mouse will consume. Because they're not. What do we do when Disney buys Netflix? Well, we'll see if that happens because they're losing quite a bit of money with on their parks being closed and everything. I don't know if they're losing that much. It's a quite a bit. You should look up their total revenue divided by year and rough it out. Yeah, they're losing a lot. The words a lot come to mind. But that's neither here nor there. Talk about a company with so many billions. Right. Right, because they have it like in a vault, like screwed. Yeah, so does, uh, right? so does Bezos. You right. know, he actually just made $24 billion while his workers don't have sick leave. Right. But neither here nor there. Let's not talk about the fact they have PTO. Right. But that's not sick pay. So let's... uh. Keep moving here. So the the captains are give out. They suit up in these really heavy suits. By the way, they were very pretty heavy suits based on that. Which I'm impressed that they were. They actually put a lot. They weren't just like wet suits with a little like hand wavy kind of like Abyss. The Abyss where they're like, eh, they're super cool suits. Uh, I, I will say a lot of these movies get the suits right for heavy. Like uh, one of them uses cranes and shit to pull them in. Mm-hmm. Actually, a couple of them use stuff like that. Because it's like, you can't just... Now I'm trying to figure out what you watched, because you're mentioning cranes. I'm like, hmm, did you watch what I think you watched? <laughs> yeah, there, there's there's platforms, there's cranes. There's, but the, a lot of them, they don't just, like, float up or anything. There's none of that shit. Yeah, which I appreciate. They, they actually, like, at least tackle, like, if you were to create something that could serve, like, basically let you have an, one atmosphere of pressure underwater, right, it would have to be pretty bulky. And pretty well, there's going to be more than one, whether you like it or not. Distortion of the thing you're in is gonna. But anyway, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Neither here nor there. It'd be, it's like a personal submarine. I mean, honestly, based on the conditions and the effort, it would honestly be way more effective just to have where you have people controlling robots all the time, and the only thing humans do is like you're literally in the closed container. You bring the robots in, you service them, and all that, and then they go back. I in mean, the if water. you're smart, you wouldn't even be down there. You'd just, given today's technology, you would just use drones. I mean, but the actual thing is, like, if you need to do some, like, repairs, like, that were, that were too fine for a drone, waiting for a, a robot or machine to come up to you, especially with how deep they're supposed to be, would take a long time versus just being on site to work on it. But again, the movie kind of wouldn't exist without it, so we kind of, you're already glossing over a lot of details, really, at this point. I mean, that's why you just make segments of things, and if it's that fine of an issue, you... Well, backup systems, obviously, but you literally just have the drones bring the whole system up. Yep. You fix what you need, it so brings it down, puts it back in place. they all get suited up, and they enter the water, and uh, the the first guy she met, the the one black guy, his suit implodes. Kabooms. Because it turns out his helmet was damaged, and he apparently selected... He Well, ex- he gave her the good, because he looked at the hats and the helmets, and he noticed one was had a crack or something from the, 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 from the initial yeah. uh, blast. Not blast, but like whatever happened that caused all the damage we call it the tremor yeah how about that and um yeah he gives her the good one like he he looks at it and hands her the good one and takes the bad one which seems really stupid instead of say look uh we just don't have enough helmets one of us has to stay behind i volunteer well he wasn't gonna let them because they wouldn't go without him probably he's just rather take risk it it's like well i might die i might not I well mean, I, i'm I, not gonna have them all die staying here with me because you know somebody will hero it so they uh, he gets crunched. They're very sad. Uh, they go outside into the into the bottom of the ocean, and they come across. Now, was that one of the other exploratory submarines where they found the guy all ripped up? Because T.J. Miller finds him, right? Submarines. 
They have different units. Well, because they find the body. There's not just one facility. There's multiple facilities, and they're walking on the floor of the sea to get to them. Of the Mariana Trench. Yeah. Because they're supposed to be down. I I don't know if all of the drilling facilities are there, but that's kind of what they focus on. So, again, it's kind of inferred that all of the drilling is happening down there. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, they have to. And they have some trouble. No, uh, they're, they're not all the way down when they find the guy that's torn up and the one weird creature thing yeah. is there. They're, they're, they're taking the elevator down and they get a distress signal from something along the way, like one of the floors or something. Not a floor, but whatever. I don't know what it is. Connecting something. So they stop to check because they have to to see if somebody's alive. And it's like, well, even if they are alive, they probably don't have a suit. What sure are you going to deal with them? Sure enough, they find a body that's been ripped up a bit and it's his back, like the body, the back of the body is all torn up and like flayed. Didn't one of them like grab something or like a like a nail gun or something? Yes, as a weapon. Yeah, uh, I think Millard actually did. His character grabs yeah. uh, basically like a essentially like a rivet or nail gun kind of thing. Because he's just like fuck this. He's, he's like, look, I've played Bioshock. I know once you step out of Rapture, there's shit out there. Okay. He's like, and not all of them give you telekinesis powers. All right, that's all Holy I'm saying. Holy crap, we were dragging this movie out. Anyway, so uh, weird creature does them. Biology, biology chicks like pokey pokey with her finger. Oh, look, it's weird. The funniest well, thing what? is how the funniest thing is how she goes. It might be a new species. It's like it might be. It's like you're looking at a thing that has what looks to be like an alien face and tentacles and spines and like teeth, and you're like, this could be a new species. Maybe. Yeah. You're a smart one. Anyways, what are you on the platform for? Do they, you serve the slop in the cafeteria? Are you the person who makes the cream corn creamy? They continue on. They make it to the floor. Bad shit happens. They start getting attacked, I think, on the way down, right? Yes. And it's weird, like, humanoid-looking things, but they're big, and they're super strong. They, oh, no, they get to the floor. They're not on the floor. First, they have to take... Uh, they're doing a tunnel, and there's, like, a little they look thing like, they ride. They look kind of like humanoid petrodactyls. Something. A little bit, because they got the, like, spindly, like, fleshy thing going on. But, yeah, first they ride the, the, the whatever service car thing on the rail or something. Until it gets to the water. Yeah, and, and then they, they like, can't, and they have to go through the water, and one of the guys gets sucked, like, through his suit by it. <coughs> it like, rips off an arm or something and Miller. pulls him through. That's, yeah. that's Miller's death. Miller dies by getting, and it just blood all over the thing in the Fills inside the of the helmet. Yeah. It's very dramatic. And then they keep running, and now we're down to what? Biology chick, her boyfriend, uh, Stuart, and the captain. Yeah. Now, now outside after the second time. Now here's where we here's where things get like hairy real fast. Is that what's his face? the The boyfriend character of the biology girl gets dragged off. She goes after him into like this little like concrete looking cave thing, and you're like, where the fuck is this in relation to anything? Who knows. And that's, the, that's part of the problem I have is that we don't really ever get a solid feel for where we are in relation to any of these bases. And I and I know it's very cliche to, like, have, like, a map and a spot and, like, a radar and people, like, tracking each other. But there is going the complete opposite and not, like, ha- again, because they tell us, like, base names. They're like, ah, Barbary Base 7. And you're like... Well, we have some maps. Okay. They showed some maps and stuff. So in the kinda... opening credit crawl. No, but... the captain shows them, like, we're going to go here. Anyways, the, by the way, this is more of a like creature horror movie. Yeah. Than it is like your typical underwater, to some extent. What's funny is I saw a lot of reviews talking about this. Like, like it's like alien underwater. It's like really like in what way do you consider this alien? I mean, yes, there's a mon, there's monsters. Anyways, so um, 
they they have this weird scene where they they they're sort of the captain and Krista Stewart fighting with one of the things almost, but whatever. The captain sacrifice because it's like taking her uh, taking them straight up, and the decompression is an issue all of a sudden. Right in the suit. Right, because the suits are obviously there, and that actually makes a certain amount of sense. Is they're made to withstand, and this is actually well, uh, you could have so much pressure inside the suit. I don't know. Whatever. In a couple, in a, a couple of movies I, I've uh, watched in relation to this genre, the decompression for the creature is a problem because the survival conditions and biological requirements to survive at pressures that low don't translate to survivability like higher up, and so that ends up what kills the creature and couple of them unless you're a fucking sperm whale right in that case then you're just some crazy creature what the fuck you mother you cheating mammal you shouldn't be able to go that deep the sperm is like (laughs) and hold its breath all the way down there to go hunt some giant squid creatures from the depths jesus fuck it what kind of but anyway sperm whales hunt the creature the monsters of the deep and eat them holding their breath the entire time how is nobody else scared of these fucking creatures? And, oh, they're so majestic. I'm like, no, no, no. that is the the scariest fucking Actually, thing if, ever. If I may, they were they were kind of loathed as creatures uh, during like uh, the 1800s. Like they were, of course, hunted for the for their oil and everything, but they were not seen as they were not romanticized. Uh, and you can actually kind of see a little bit of this in like. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, Jules Verne's character, the the harpoonist that comes with them, it like cheers watching them get killed. All right. Because they kill other things. Because they're predators, obviously. They're, they're, like sea, they're like sea bears, essentially. They're very big predatory things. So they kill other what are perceived as gentler, you know, ocean creatures. Yeah. This makes them evil because, you know, predators are bad and stuff. Uh Anyway, back to the movie. We have, uh, they end up on a, a floating light platform. That's something they missed out. They should have had a whale eating the fucking creatures. That would be interesting. That would have been cool. Like, them get saved by a fucking sperm whale comes by ah! and eats a couple of them. How awesome would that have been? Even if it just, even if, like, yeah, uh, like an orca comes by and, like, grabs a couple. Oh, oh, oh. That could have been an introduction to our bigger creature because we see him. They have to go. She catches back up. The captain's dead. He sacrificed himself. She catches back up with um, well, biology no, chick and her boyfriend. Weird, she's dragging him. The weird moment in between, and this is actually where I thought the this is where I was imagining a better movie, because uh, she ends up at one of the one of the decommission bases. Yeah, and it, it's like, and there's old equipment, and I'm like, oh, this would be really fascinating. Is actually have the accident happen. They flee to a decommission base and they have to like rig up, take this old like equipment that's clearly been left behind because it's not worth the money to take it to the surface and uh, reintegrate it with their own. And it becomes kind of like a survival as well as creature horror, like a combination. Well, she kind of does that a little. She, well, she just takes an old we- suit. She takes an old suit and she makes a look like, weapon thing. Yeah. Like a like, like a primitive shotgun kind of thing. And you're like, OK, OK, I'm into the movie now. This is this is where the movie's kind of coming together for me. Yeah. All right. It doesn't do a lot. No, she just runs in that one lady. She's like, she's like, she's like, oh, he's still alive. And you're like, how is he still alive? How do you know this? He ran out of oxygen (laughs) or something. Just go with it. Anyways, um, they, they come across those, the weird creature things, a bunch of them almost sleeping, just waiting. And they have to do the slow crawl through them. Like, oh, it's creepy. And they're like, oh, they're blind. If we turn our lights off, it's like, what about the neck ring around your fucking head? You moron. Turn that off. Dummy. Anyway, uh, then we then she almost gets killed by them, but she gets saved because we finally get introduced to Cthulhu. 
Yeah. The not Cthulhu. Like the dollar store Cthulhu. Yeah. It's it's literally they they come off of Cthulhu or something. Yeah, it's, it's definitely like supposed more... to be Cthulhu. It it's it's supposed to clearly be reminiscent. It looks basically like an underwater version, like the Cloverfield monster. Kind kind of. Of. Like, but basically, if you took those it two, it kind of looks like Cthulhu, but like they, there's no re, tentacles. Like they reimagine. Really. I thought, yeah, you know, he had some tentacle things somewhere. Some vague like protuberances, but it's it's very again, it's very. They could figure out what to do with them. Well, no, other than like punching walkways and going rawr, and also apparently it's set like when. Why does he rawr? He's underwater. Right. What? Because these things, these things are blind, right? And that's why they have like basically eyes. Because he's sitting there, they're staring at each other, like, through the window at the end. Which doesn't make... Yeah. I mean... Anyway. I get the the concept. No, but they... they she launches the two other people, the biology chick and her boyfriend, up in the pods. But the last one's broken or something. Well, she, no, she see, it's an option, but she sees on the radar the things pursuing the pods. Yeah, but it's fucked up, so it's, it's, what, it's semi an option. It may well, or may dicey. not work. What drives me crazy is there they try for an arty shot right at that part where she's sitting there in the control room. It's partially flooded. Things are going bad. And she's sitting there and she's surrounded like water's kind of like slowly filling the room, like not like rising, but it's clearly filling it up. And you see like you hear the rumbling and you hear the thing and yeah. you're like and she's illuminated by the, the light from outside. And you're like, this is a somewhat artistic shot. Where was the drive to do the artsy shots of the rest of this fucking movie? You weirdos. They were underwater, couldn't see anything. They saw a lot for being underwater. Well, that's the thing. Again, this is my problem is they, they can't decide whether they want us to see everything or if they want to hide everything by only being able to see where the beam is at, which, like, again, if you're making a movie. They also couldn't make up their mind whether or not they could see things around them. Like, some of the times, it's like real underwater driving where you can't see anything unless right. it's in your headlight. Right, which is fine. If but- your light ain't on it. But then five minutes later, it's like you could see everything. It was like they were walking through a parking lot at the 7-Eleven at midnight. And you're like, well, what's fucking going on? It's a full moon tonight. Oh, cool. Depends on what they want to show. Decide what kind of movie and what lighting. like you. And this, the reason it's a problem is not because it makes the movie bad one way or the other, but it makes it, well, it does. So I like the giant windows on the bridge she's in at that point. It's like, why would you have windows? Right. But I'm not. What I'm saying is that one of those decisions wouldn't make the movie bad. But I'm saying because it doesn't have a unified appearance from a visual perspective, like whether we, the audience, can see what's going on or whether we can't, that's a decision you have to stick with because it makes everything coherent, right? Like if everything was you couldn't see except exactly what the lights point at, that's fine. That's great. That adds a that's a certain kind of movie. There's a certain kind of way you tell the story, right? Visually speaking. Can, can we discuss the magic radar? Magic Rare can detect how fast that the creatures are going in time. Yeah, and then give you a time, countdown time. 30 seconds to impact. And a blast radius from the the, the, the core the core that's going to blow up because apparently these are like nuclear powered or something. The core, she just has a slider button to just turn it up to make it explode. She's just like, yep, core to 110%. Ready, kabooms. And so she decides to sacrifice herself because reasons. Yeah, to save them because the creatures are going because Cthulhu noticed them exactly and was like creatures go kill them ha ha because roar and they all because I like to kill things because I'm Cthulhu or something what and again it's like are you deciding and again I like that they don't tell us they don't try to be like it's clearly an elder god or whatever that's that's good as well as they don't try to make it like. There's that one part where the biology is just like, we weren't meant to be down here. Humans don't belong down here. Blah, 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 blah. And you're like, is this going to be like some weird, like, environmentalist greed kind of movie? 
But then they don't do anything with it. And you're like, well, actually, that's kind of worse. I wish you'd pick what you wanted to do. Like, I just think they wanted to throw that trope in there. It does a we little bit. We dug too deep. What? We weren't meant to be here. Bog, I'm dead. Or maybe I'm not dead. Who knows? No, the problem with getting too far down is it's going to start getting warmer. I mean, let's, let's if we're going to be honest about this and truthful, it's not, and the pressure's going to be too much, but eventually it gets too hot when you go too deep. As, as much as I'm making fun of it, it's not really that bad a movie. It's just kind of a meh. I don't know. The, 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 the trend, Mariana Trench isn't that deep anymore, comparatively. I mean, not comparatively to other trenches. I mean, we can send things down there. Yeah. We have shit that it's not that mysterious it's, anymore. It's not that it's mysterious, it's just that it, underwater is an easy place to have something, and the tension of being that far down makes it complicates things as far as a plot perspective. It's brilliant. It's an excellent place to work from. My problem is it's just not really coherent as a movie. I would, I would, what I wanted more of is I, I like Kirsten Stewart uh, sacrificing herself if there were a reason behind it. Like if we saw, like, if kind of like Remember in the gray at the very end, we kind of get uh, the hint of like the part of the reason what what's interesting is that he's dealing with the white, the death of his wife. And it's like, how is this guy driven to survive in spite of that? Like, that's fascinating. Like, and it gets revealed throughout the movie. Right. So seeing like, like Stewart's motivation, like maybe like explaining and learning why she has nothing to go back to, even if it's only inside her head. And no one else but us as the audience knows. I would we prefer if she had everything to go back to, but she ended up sacrificing anyways. And that would be fine, too. Again, that's... that's. But instead, it's just she looks at the pod like kind of longingly at that one part, and then she looks at the core, and she's like, well, hmm, turn the power up and just sit there. And you're like, okay. Why wouldn't you turn it up and instead of sitting there watching it, jump in your skate pod and just ride out the wave and hope it works out? See what happens. Like, you're going to die either way. There's a tiny, there's a, there's a 1% chance that'll work out for you. I mean, the rest of it's worked out for you so far. Why not ride that wave right to the casino, lady? Come anyway. on. So it's, a, it's a movie. Let us move on from this. Uh, I, we didn't get many emails, but I think we need to skip them for time because we're almost an hour into this. We still have our individual movies we and do. Final Fantasy to talk about. Mm. So let's get Final Fantasy over with. Mm. Final Fantasy VII Remake is out. It's very important you always say Remake. Because it's not the same game. So, yes, everybody wanted to hear my talk about it. Uh, I will, as usual, when I talk about these kinds of things, discuss the things I have seen other people complaining about and address those things. Okay. Because, I don't know, that's just what I like to do. Well, I heard it's very complicated, the battle system, what would being exactly like Final Fantasy XV. I, I figured it's what fifteen was. I figured yeah. they just copied and pasted. No, there was a games journalist who was whining about how you have to do like a lot of different things while things are happening. Oh, so he's dumb and can't handle it. Probably. Okay. Well, I'll discuss the fighting system in a minute, but I first... Uh, oh, where to start? Um, talk about the game. It's pretty. It's fucking pretty. Who would have seen that one coming? I will say that I have not looked up reviews to see what people were... I don't give a fuck about games journalists. If there's anybody I hate... More than probably T.J. Miller, it's game journalists. I can't stand them. Well, I, I can't fucking stand them. They're there's amazing. There's not a, anybody. Well, this one's good. No, there's all assholes because they're all fucking morons. They're all got the dumbest of opinions. Because and that's coming from an idiot like me. So don't take it as a, I'm putting them down because I think I'm better. The thing that always cracks me up is in the reviews. It's like they endeavor so desperately to talk about anything but the game. They're like, well, the the, the developers could have put this. Let's talk about crunch culture. 
How about you write an article about crunch culture, but in the meantime, you tell me about the fucking game, you douchebag. Let's let's be honest here. Journalists are failed authors, right? In general. I mean, That's why when you read a story, whenever you read an article, it starts out with a fucking story instead of getting to the fucking point, right? Every single time, they're trying to set up the story of this thing, and it's like, motherfucker, I just want to know what happened. Who, what, when, where, why? This is fucking journalism 101. <coughs> I'm dying here. Anyways, game. So journalists are authors that couldn't make it writing books, and they think they need to just make a fucking novel out of every stupid fucking story. Game journalists are fucking journalists that were too fucking lazy to make it as a fucking journalist because they're just too busy smoking pot and playing games. So they've got it. They're even fucking worse. No, no, ah! no. I, yeah. Well. Anyways, Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah. I haven't beat it all yet. Uh. Why the fuck are there 28,000 articles explaining the cliffhanger ending on this thing? Nobody has... If you've beat the game yet, get a fucking job or something. Jesus Christ, I get there's a quarantine, but go outside and exercise or something. Do something. Do something. Something other than play the game for five minutes, please. Well, I mean, if you think think about it, if you made it almost your full time and say you did six hours a day and left two hours for drafting and writing and revising you could probably get pretty sizably far a lot of this is the fuckers that don't actually play rpgs right and they just run through it as fast oh, as they, they skip can. like side missions and yes and that else. is the wrong way to play rpgs and and i will fight you over it yeah. no spoilers as if this is if, if this isn't based on a game that's over 20 some yeah. years old at this point i'm gonna spoil this whole game for you buddy Aerith dies <laughs> <laughs> no no Actually, I have heard that basically this is like an alternate timeline kind of thing. So I am not far fact- enough to see very many changes yet. Uh, what they do is they expand things. They do change some stuff, but they expand a lot. Like there's a motorcycle scene before the motorcycle scene because they wanted to fit it in. Like, for example, they have a scene where Barrett is hand-making bombs with Tiffa in their kitchen as they go to pl- do Jesse more terrorism. Jesse makes the bombs. What? Jesse makes the bombs. <laughs> Little details I always get wrong. Uh <laughs> Anyways, I'm just picturing like a very happy Japanese person going, yes, and this is where the thermite goes. Hooray. They expand a lot, especially on the NPCs, <laughs> which hold on. I'm At d- first. Now, now I'm picturing a Japanese game. It's like, it's like, uh, it's a like gunpowder cooking mama. Ah, put in the nitrate. Doot, 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 doot. So and then it gets recalled for being. Do you a- remember Biggs, Wedge and Jesse? Very vaguely. They were little henchmen for Shinra. No, not Shinra. You're thinking uh, the Turks. Oh, yes, the Turks. No, they are the fellow Avalanche members. That don't do anything, really? Yes, at the beginning. Remember them? Yeah, they expand them out a lot as characters in this. So, when... Here's a spoiler. Some of them don't make it. Uh, Also, a spoiler for anybody that didn't play the game that's 23 years old now. What, 97 it came out, I think? Seven. Uh, some people die. Shit, they they drop a fucking plate. Okay, yeah. by a plate, we're talking. Well, actually, they give us a number in this game. Fifty thousand ah. people live in the slums. Ah, couple people die. Porkins doesn't make it. Okay, I'm sorry to report. You know, Porkins but too does. Here's what's interesting, because they don't make it when they're trying to fight off Shenra to stop the plate from being dropped. Yeah. Yeah, so their death actually has meaning because they're characters. They have you actually have this interaction between them and Cloud. 
Here's the biggest complaint I've seen from everybody that loved Final Fantasy VII about this new game. They're fucking up the, the pacing. The pacing of the old game was perfect. Perfect. And they've ruined it. Yeah, they've made it. So they've ruined your pacing of grinding for three hours on a small island before I continue on to... Uh, where's that where you do the digging? Huh? Remember when you do you did the digging in Final Fantasy VII? Like they had like the architect... Arch- they were digging up bones and shit. Artifact um, one? And you, you go around and dig some stuff, and there's really good items and stuff you can get. Isn't and you go past, and anyways, that island right there is one of the places you grind because it has the best, I think it has like, T, has a, not T-Rexes, it had something that was like super high AP or something. I'd have so to if you're ask, smart, I asked my sister. it's been a know. long time, but. She'd remember. You you would, if you saw what I'm talking about, you'd be like, oh yeah, I remember. It's one of those places where you go for Zoro the AP. Zoro suggests Bone Town. Might be yeah, a- I think it's Bone Town. But whatever. But the, I'm pretty sure that's where the creatures are that have the high... You, you know, what? if you remembered, you spent probably 12 hours there yourself raising up some no, material. No, my sister did. Remember? No, I know she went fucking crazy, but don't tell me you didn't master an all material. I got a couple, yes, but yes. not like she did. I know you had a master material, all the master material. Again, not like she did. Not, I didn't go that crazy. They add a lot of material to this one. That's fine. Uh, anyways, they don't ruin the pacing. The pacing's very different because they've added a lot to the story. There's so much more side characters that actually flesh it out because it actually, when the plate falls, you actually feel something. Right, but that's going to be a problem because when you finally leave Midgard, that makes it's going to make all that feel rather insignificant. The whole new game, which is that's kind of the always the problem I had in the in the actual original was that there's so much focus on Midgar and everything whoa, else. what just happened? And all of a sudden, you're just out. Okay, sorry. Like, We're still recording. The, the computer just decided to go in, in. We hadn't moved the mouse in a minute. Anyways. You haven't touched the mouse. Yeah, so all of a sudden, you're out of Midgar and all of it mattered. But that's okay, because that's a different game. That'll be the next game. So I at first, I was like, really? Midgar is where they break it up? Like, that's nothing. Now it makes sense, because that's going to be... That's going to change the tone. So everything that happens here matters. It actually, like, I feel something when the plate falls. Okay. But anyway. It's actually What other complaints good. have you seen rabbiting around? Uh, this fight style is one. Um, I get why they updated it. I knew, I bitched about it, not because I bitched about the fight style. A lot of people were confused by this, so I think I need to clarify. I don't have a problem with them changing it per se. It's just when they announced that they were changing the fight style, I knew it wasn't that they changed the entire game. Because it's a core thing. And I'm like, okay, so it's not a remake of 7 per... It's not a copy for copy. It's not just we made it pretty. And I I wanted a pretty 7 exactly the same. But I knew we weren't going to get that. So I prepared myself for that. Yes, Zero points out it's a remake, not a remaster. And yes, I probably should have paid attention to the name, but that's kind of what they touted it as was a remaster. Well, and people use those terms so interchangeably, so they, it's difficult to really pin down. Like when someone says, it's, it's whatever remake, and you're like, okay. They very much touted it like it was just made pretty, though, at first. That's what they promised us for the first couple of years well, of they, teasing. They love showing us the, like, look, here's here's the scene where they meet, and here's the train, and you're like, okay. Oh, and here's the bike scene. You're like, okay. Yes, it, it looks good. I'll grant you that, guys. So people that don't like the fighting system or like the game journalist that just couldn't handle basic whatever. My problem with the fighting system is it has one huge fault. The way that they make things difficult, the, 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 
the default lazy way to make a fight hard. Lots of HP. No. No. I would be fine with that. In fact, uh, Bahamut Zero or whatever. When you, you know what I'm talking about? Not Bahamut. Behemoth Zero or whatever. Type Zero. One of the behemoths you fight. He's a side quest. Okay. He's just huge HP and he can hurt you. And it's so, a proper so, boss battle. It's, my, it's probably my favorite boss battle so far. So how do they approach the... Uh... Ignore the, the memes going through the chat. I'm trying, but it's funny. <laughs> Oh my god, that is funny. I hate you, Elga. I hate you. Anyways, um, the the creatures just do things that make it so you can't do anything. So stop and sleep would be the normal, but they aren't stop and sleep. They just hit you with the magic bomb of electricity. I can't move for a while. So there's no protection from it either. They stun lock you, essentially. Yes. Hmm. And it's fucking obnoxious and stupid because you just sit there like an impotent fuck. And it's like, okay, I guess I'll switch characters because Cloud's fucked and I'll be Tifa, who's useless in this fight. Yay, I'll be Tifa. She's not always useless, just certain fights like that. Or then, then she's doing Two of them are down. And you're like, great, I'm Barrett. Uh, bangy, bangy. Yay. Bang, bang. I shot my lover. I, bang, I bang. Hate, it's dumb. It's, it's fucking, and it's not sleep. You're almost I know. never sleep. Now, now, Alja, now we are the monster, and we are getting stun-locked. Time for some payback, If bitch. it was sleep or paralysis, or anything that I could throw a remedy at him or something, well, I'd it, be okay with that. I'm like, that's fine. But it's always, it's always, there's like one creature I've seen that actually puts you to sleep. Everyone else, it's something else, except for some fuckers that do Toad like crazy, and I hate that. I don't mind Toad. Toad's funny. It's hilarious, because you're running around, you're actually a Toad, and you like throw bubbles at him. You're like, you're attacking him one second, the next you're just God. like, nah, tongue. You're like, oh, motherfucker, you toted me. But they do it so much. Like, your whole crew is just getting toted out of everywhere. And it's just like, you can't throw an item until you get a fucking ATB, which you can't get because you're a toad because everything's based off of actions now. And it's just, I'm running as a toad now. Yep, I'm a toad. I can't do anything. And that, that I hate because it's an action fi- style of fighting now. And now I have no action. And I, I just sit here like, an, like with a limp dick fucking fuck staring at the pussy like yep yep that's a vagina and i can't do anything with it that's what i feel like thank you fuck you that's laziness if they did it once in a while and it was just made certain bosses obnoxious cool i wouldn't have a problem with it they use it so much it's a it oh that kind of laziness drives me nuts and you know the obnoxious mini games they put in games where you have to do things like uh hit the buttons at the right order at the right time they put a couple of those. Quick time events. I hate those. I, I hate quick time events. The dancing one's fine, I guess. That's not so bad. But, like, the gym shit? The pull-ups in the gym can suck my balls. The, the toad thing just kind of, like, throws me back to, like, Final Fantasy Four. That was pretty common to run enemies that would toad you and everything. It's just like... I don't... I, I fucking love it, though. It's actually hilarious. It's just so much. Like that one enemy, you're fighting like four or five of them, and they just toad, 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 toad. Motherfucker, I just want to fight. Anyway. Uh, overall, though, the changes are actually good. I like this. I, I hate that a uh, number of the characters they've added are very much modern Final Fantasy. It's very jarring when you have the old original characters. They don't change the style because people would stab them to death. Right. If they changed so. the way Cloud looked too much. Right, if Cloud suddenly had, like, dreadlocks and, like, he was mopey and looked vaguely emo, more yes. so. But uh, but all the other characters are, like, everybody that's in the slums looks like some kind of, like, fucking McDonald's commercial of, like, acceptance and, and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, 
you know where they have to put one of every goddamn nation in there and like here's an asian woman and a black man and they're all smiling hey yeah we all get along even though we're from different cultures hey hey mcdonald's they look like they're in multicultural a, like or they're, not they're, multicultural. they're from they're from the company training video diversity like, there we go it's like the, hey we don't tolerate racial slurs here and we're gonna show you some right now and the best they can come up was like, hey, you you person with red hair. And you're like, oh, not the R word. It wasn't like the fuck hate, hate, H8, like YouTube channel type of thing. It looks like that. That's the city now. And they're all like super bright, cartoony looking characters. And it's very jarring when you have the existing characters that have really interesting character designs. And they're, they're, they're rough and they're normal. And then you've got super bright, like the kid that you do for Materia, which... Some of you are like, what the fuck? There's this weird kid that's like analyzes and makes material for you. So you, it's, it's a thing they've added. It, I don't mind it, but him makes no sense. He looks like, he looks like space child, like with golden glasses and it doesn't make sense. It you doesn't look, fit. His, his character design is probably more fitting for like Final Fantasy 15 than it is for. Uh, I was thinking, but yeah, it, he should run into Squall. So Squall, not Squall. That's eight. Uh, what's Titus? Oh, okay, he belongs in that universe somewhere, like on like some super bright city of the future that flows through, flies through the oh, all the cities there flow, flied, flew, flew. I flew, I flew. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, yeah. so it's a thing. Wait, no, those didn't fly. That was eight again. Also, why yeah. am I missing eight in that together in my head? That's cool. ten was the, where the city was a dream, and so was Titus. Yeah. All a dream of the people who are dead. Modern Modern Square has a very different look. The David for the Hater characters. fiasco. When you say fiasco, that could be a. a, a I hope nothing yes. negative for David Hater. I know the only thing I know of that would be considered fiasco issues is that I remember he wrote this. He wrote a spec script for Metal Gear the movie, and that got rejected. So, how do you feel about firing the legacy cast for Final Fantasy Seven? Uh, legacy cast they never talked or are you talking about from one of the movies or something else that people gave a shit about that I didn't care about oh not having him in Ground Zero and Phantom Pain Advent Children I don't care about Advent Children when it first came out I was just it was nostalgia and I was like and then after watching it a few after that I I sat and looked and I'm like "Eh, I don't care that's okay I never I have no problem with that no, literally, I was just all nostalgia when I first watched it. I'm like, yeah, more Final Fantasy VII. But I mean... Which the- actually set my expectations for this game, so it's probably a good thing. It probably kept me from going into this expecting some kind of super nostalgia party. This is this feels like a different game, but the same game. And I'm actually super happy with it. It's a lot of fun. There, Do I have complaints that I haven't voiced here? Yeah, sure. I, I just, I'm not here to bash the game, though. I mostly wanted to talk about the dumb things people talked about, and I guess the few things I did. I hate, I hate modern Final Fantasy styling. It, We've talked about our complaints about the Crystal Punk thing. It, it's not just even, it's, uh, it's everything. It's not just Crystal Punk. The characters, the, the diversity quota of imaginary characters, it's a city. You're going to have areas with groups of people that are similar. You're going to have that kind of, not everybody, you're not going to have a city literally where every single person's a different kind of person of different diversity of different origins and they're all living together perfectly fine well, next to each other. And no two people are, right. are similar at all. There's not even brother and sister somewhere. I, I get what you're saying. I think probably what you're reaching for is the idea that it's fine to have a diverse cast. The thing is that when you go so far as to where 
It's the city. It's not the cast. It's the city. Well, that's, there should be that's areas. What I'm talking about, but nonetheless, it doesn't have to necessarily. Rep- and that would you're you're almost leaning towards the it's not realistic in that regard. And that's where I don't think that's quite the argument you really want to be reaching for. I think the real it's jarring. That's my problem. No, and that's, when something I, it's not so it doesn't have to be realistic. It has to be non-jarring. It can't fuck with me where it's so out of place even in that universe because the way they the way they are their style doesn't that, match the that, characters that you play. Point. That yeah. was my point. Was you, you I think your argument leans more towards it's very clear that there was an, an effort made to make the characters stand out like that, which is kind of one of those things where you're like, that just feels very weird that you would... If some of them stood out, especially the ones you interact with, great. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with there being a diverse groups of people in the thing, if somebody's somehow picking that up out of this. My problem is it doesn't... We are very inarticulate, so it's, that happens. Yes, I am an idiot. I, I freely admit that. It's just this... Just, you. Can well, I just... Can I, like, have a group of... I hate to see like a group of white people and a group of black people. It doesn't have to be like that, but you know what I mean. Like, there there'd be kind of similar people in an area to some extent. I mean, the fact that they're showing us all different races as impoverished is showing us, hey, we're all united in being ground under the boot of Shinra. I mean, why couldn't they have them racist against certain groups of people? Well, they didn't want to tackle that, but I don't blame them on that. I get it. But... I don't blame them on that because that's a whole can of worms that just pisses off Western. Well, I can't wait until they tr- they start. Tackling the Wutai thing. Because they're at war with Wutai. That was what the war was that uh, made Sephiroth famous. Right. And still, that's just a ceasefire. And the whole thing was just to start the war up again. I don't remember how much of that was from the original or not. but There was a little battling with them. Because, yeah, they own... I forget what they own as well. But, yeah. And what happens when we go to y- Yuffie's hometown? Isn't that the Wutai? I don't remember. It's been a long time, but it's like that Japanese-themed town. Yeah. It's are we going to have a weird cast of every single diversity there, or are they going to be Japanese because this is a Japanese game? I mean, they're they're all, they're basically implied Japanese. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, but so is everybody else. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. I don't work here. Just, I don't have answers. <sighs> anyway, we have individual movies. This Somebody's is, going to listen to that whole thing and think I have a problem with a diversity or something. Oh, you hate black people, huh? Fuck you. No, yeah. see, there's the problem. There's the problem nobody's talking about. Shh. That it's, name. It's that that username. Yeah. The, what are they going to do about the next iteration of the game? Is it going to be called part two? What's it? The naming doesn't make any sense because it's not part one. So what, what's the second part going to be? Remake-ish uh, continued? Remake more? More making? Final Fantasy VII part two? Like... Okay, but that's not really an issue. That whatever, that's just the name. What are they going to do about the fact that the next one's not going to come out until PlayStation Five? Do I get to keep any of this shit that I'm building up in this game for my characters in Five, or not Five, but the next section of it? If it's on the Five only, is it going to be on the Five? I, I, it seems like it would have to be, wouldn't it? Because that's going to be out by then. There's no way they're going to get another section of this out by then. It's going to be another year or two minimum. With the amount of money they're going to put a big team behind it, it's going to be shit comparatively. The next iteration is going to be shit comparatively because the amount of money behind it means the studio is going to be paying a lot more attention. The head, the head honchos are going to be like, well, uh, it's time for us to fix all the things you did wrong. Anyway, Whoa-ho. individual movie time. Yes, sorry, this isn't a game 
thing. So many people asked, and I was just like, fine, I should talk about it on the show. There you go. You have my things, my feelings. Go play it. It's entertaining. Do you want me to go first so you can see if you watched it as well? Well, I'd need you to go first because I'm supposed to do something different. Okay. So I I wanted to start off. We kind of talked about there was definitely a period where underwater horror movies were definitely, or even just underwater movies. And let me tell you, 89 was definitely one because we had a multitude, not just let's put this in perspective is that if you think of underwater movies from 89, the abyss is probably up there. James Cameron, 1989. uh, This was released in August. However, my film underwater and a horror movie came out earlier that same year, which was only one of another horror movie underwater of this same year, which I almost did. But I was like, eh, I think I want to go with this one because of the whole, I think I know which one you did. Peter Weller, Leviathan, how you dare. Did. I knew you were going to do that. I was debating between this and Deep Star 6, and I'm like, ah, you know, Deep Star 6 came out first. It's like, but I, I like, because of all the people reviewing. All of a sudden, I'm completely incapable of spelling Leviathan. L-E-V-I-A-T-H-A-N. From 89, not from, uh, there's a, there's another movie called Leviathan. 2014, from, yes. Yeah. Just you went and did Leviathan. I did. I mean, look at some of the some of the cast we got to deal with. A you know, Leviathan classic... is still one of my um, favorite creatures from Magic: The Gathering. Well, of course. Do you ever wonder how well some of our older decks would hold up on against newer ones? Fucking terrible. I think if I could recreate clerics, it would still destroy. No, it's they, they, because the thing is, they tend to have a, there's there's a the power kind of, creep. The power creep is always a problem with with that. Yeah, that's just how it goes. I don't know. I think machine gun deck might beat them. I don't. I always just wish I could recreate clerics and put the two against each other. Yeah, but anyway, so we we have a lot of a lot of folks. We got uh, we got Daniel Stern as oh, as six pack. We got Peter Weller, RoboCop himself as the captain under Ernie Hudson. Fucking you know? Peter, fucking yep. Leviathan. Of course you fucking did this stupid fucking movie. I mean, it's not that stupid. It's pretty stupid, but not that stupid. It's that stupid. Deep Star Six is dumber, in my opinion. Like, if you're talking stupid underwater horror movies, actually, de- I mean, even though it's not really underwater, spiritually it is. Deep Rising is probably dumber, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, so we have we have quite a few uh, interesting people. We have an under underwater mining facility again, kind of like our our. Weren't you duo. saying how nobody did underwater mining? That's no. all they do. What? It's like only reason they're down there is underwater mining. I didn't say that. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. When we were talking about this originally, like two weeks ago, you're like, "Well, they don't really go down there for mining. That's different." I'm like, "No, that's drilling. All they're doing underwater drilling. They don't go down for underwater drilling." As I mean, much. how do you think they mine? It's all oil. It's always oil. But that's not mining. I mean, it, what I don't understand is why isn't it like gold and precious metals and shit? Because I figure that's got to be some untapped. Well, that's resources. what Leviathan is all about. Is there? It literally says that it gives the base name, which I don't fucking care about. And they're like mining for gold, silver, and other precious metals. And you're like, and the, okay, that's why Peter Weller's there. Right, because he's the because geologist. apparently RoboCop is a geologist before he became a cop. No, I like that. I actually like that he's. They're like because he actually explains it once, and he's like, "Well, I guess the company apparently this is the first time the company that sends people down underwater in very expensive equipment has decided, hey, maybe a guy who's a master of rocks might be good to have down looking for rocks." You, you want to know something interesting? Hmm. So uh, a lot of the hard rock miners aren't as dumb as you might think. 
I I don't assume anything. Well, like not that. a lot of people would. I'm not maybe not. I'm not saying. You, I think but. I think the if you were to ask people, because again, the only image they have of miners is the pop culture miner, like mm. a guy with a pick who's like ah, I'm drunk and fuck hookers. Argh. I mean, a lot of them are. They're they're interesting people. They like things like dog fighting, and they're very uh, conservative. Yep. They're they're kind of the conservative that you don't that you you think is a Hollywood trope kind of conservative. A lot of them are. But anyways, now a lot of them aren't dumb either. It's, you just assume being like that, but my um, stepbrother-in-law, <laughs> anyways, is a was a hard rock miner. He's moved on since then. He does other things. He works with the mine. I am mine, but he does. he's smart and does welding and other things. He's no longer in the things, but he used to work in a gem mine. Yes. Like underground. He has a geology degree. Yeah. A lot of the guys have things like that. They needed to know what the fuck they're looking at. They can't. You can't be dumb. Well, if you're a, dumb, you don't last long. It's a waste of time to have people just dicking around, just sticking drills randomly in well, a rock, going ah. I mean, you can throw human life at it, like they do in a lot of the other countries, and then like in South America where they trap them. I mean, it was accidental. Sort, but sort it turns of. out people who understand geology are probably making safer mine shafts and others they dig and obeying like safety regulations because they know what they're what the reasoning behind things are and why you use they're tools also all or... fucking crazy nuts and way too strong because i watched him pick up a 120 pound fucking drill plus the bit and go the bit weighs more literally just puts it up as lifts it above his head like it's nothing like twists it up not like heaves it up literally just grabs it by the handle goes flip up straight up and starts drilling Dog. upwards into the sky to show us how it works and it's like Holy fuck. And I go over to lift the thing. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. How the fuck do you do that? It's like you just do it a lot and eventually you get strong. Yes. Literally, that's what happens. And what's even funnier is he gets into he gets into bar fights a lot because he drinks a lot. Because when you do that kind of shit, you drink a lot. And he loses all the time because he's a big pussy. <laughs> I mean, he's not, but he is. Like, he he just uh, he won't, he doesn't like to hurt people or anything. So he's just kind of like, oh, uh, no, I don't want to punch you. I'll Let's hurt fight. You. Uh, I don't want to hurt you. <laughs> ah, not in your face. Not in your face. That's his battle cry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't fuck with him. I feel like he could just crush my head like it's. Remember that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger scene when he's testing out the, the fruit? Yeah. I forget what movie that was, but something from the 80s. Oh, God. And it's like, she's like, pick the soft one. <laughs> Hard one that's ripe. Oh no! I think you're thinking Suburban Commando. Is that with what? Hulk Hogan? Oh, is that? Yeah, because it was the one shot, where, or is it Mr. Nanny? I thought it was the one where it's like he's not from culture or something. I don't know. Was that the Hulk Hogan one? I bet it is. I bet it's. I bet it's actually the Suburban Commando because he's like an alien. No, Alga's saying twins, and I'm thinking it might be because he was like grew up on the island, and everything he knows is from books. Oh, that could be, I guess. Like he learns to drive from the manual or whatever. Zerl saying suburban commando. I mean, we have we have a conflict here. We gotta figure it out. Now we have to watch both of them and talk about them. Obviously, on the show. we have the only option. Yeah. Apparently, we found our next. We, we gotta watch <laughs> movies about muscle guys. <laughs> And we'll have to be these action movies. Yeah, we'll have. You know we'll, what dumb movie we haven't done yet, and we probably should have. What? What? Um, Steven Seagal, uh, Under Siege. Under Siege Two, because we're like, <laughs> it's on a train. We're still both. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, why am I squinting everything? I don't back know. to your back to your thing called a movie, Leviathan, which yep. is just some mystery science theater thought, or which I'm surprised they didn't do. Or no, what are they called now? 
Well, they do riff tracks. Riff now. tracks, yeah. I mean, this was actually a decently budgeted movie, so they probably like the rights would probably be a little. Pricey. You wouldn't. You wouldn't be able to tell, by the way, that the uh, the creature or anything else in it. If you're wondering, yes, I did watch this one. Yeah. No, they actually do okay. This is actually more like um, the thing meets underwater, because that's kind of what they run into, and it, it's a very slow burn right off. So, as they're fucking around doing mining, and there's a small crew, uh, Stern who. If you don't know Stern, you you, you do as uh, the guy from the, one of the criminal, the wet bandits from Home Alone, who's not Joe Pesci. That's how you know him. From. That's how you know him. That's how people know him as. See, Zorro has a link to the Hulkster doing it. I was pretty sure it was the Hulkster. I was pretty. Anyways, we're not clicking that in the middle of the show. Yeah. See. We're see? not on mute. Anyway. Ah. Uh, we're on. We're on the same same wavelength but anyway uh stern wanders off because uh he's the horn dog of the group he's like ah like there's a part where they're cleaning the bunk and he's looking at the one chick who doesn't really have that great of like he's like oh nice pair like looking at her tits and she's wearing a t-shirt that's tied and you're like they're okay i guess she's not like like really well endowed or anything but she had okay. nice tits i kept wondering when they were going to show them to us i'm so surpri- no payoff i was surprised there wasn't in like 89 a- yeah, no. 89, they weren't showing tits. Are you fucking kidding me? I was shocked. This okay. thing had to have gotten an R rating, right? It did. It was it was a it was a, it, a horror movie from the then 80s. How did they not show tits? I I was taken aback as you were. I thought there was sh- there was what's her face um the the one girl who survives, Amanda Pays. Yeah, her uh she had a uh, no bra on at one point and there, she was at attention when she was talking to Peter Weller. <laughs> That's where he's doing the little like, oh, you know, the company thought they'd have a geologist on on mining. So they, wait, no, that wasn't Amanda Pays. Oh, that is, is it? The the wife or whatever. I, I what wife? No, I'm mixing movies now. My she was bad. the she was like the the wannabe astronaut. That's right, yeah. Which was such a weird thing because they kept mentioning her wanting to be an astronaut and it doesn't like pay off. Like you're thinking like, oh, like maybe this will lead in. She'll have like. Some some training, or she'll she'll have hypothesize about extraterrestrial life. Nothing. It's just kind of like, yeah, I want to be an astronaut. As soon as we get out of here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna apply. I'm gonna try to be an astronaut. Okay, great. So, what does that have to do with anything? You forget the doctor that doesn't show up. Richard Krenna, who is fucking up. Who is you playing at home? That is the Colonel from Rambo. Yes, who is basically the colonel from Metal Gear Solid. So every time he shows up, I just keep picturing him going, Snake, you have to you have to check your sea rations. Make sure they're not expired. And Peter Wall is going, Ah, I shouldn't have eaten that snake. I should have called the colonel. Ugh. They're having a problem with somebody's oxygen at the beginning of the movie. Yep. And the doctor is supposed to be on board. They can't find him. And he... He's they never really he's off jerking off or something. Yeah, they never really established like that he has like a drinking problem or something that would distract him. I would have I would have kind of expected that. Like show him come in a little drunk, like, I must have been uh, asleep. My alarm didn't wake me up. I'm like, you're clearly drunk, you fucking loser. Holy crap, I didn't I didn't even notice this somehow. I what? don't know why. Hector Lizondo. How did you not notice Hector? Mr. Mr. Tough Guy himself. It was great. He's he's our uh, he's our too old for this shit, tough guy. 
You know, Ernie Hudson is Ernie Hudson. Is Meg Foster the big tit one? I can't remember. No, she's, she's the, the CEO lady. That's right. That's right. She has she has incredible. Like she's one of those ladies that has like there there are a few actresses that have like incredible eyes, and she has one. Like oh. when she was in movies. Okay, we now know what the Enchanter fucking masturbates to. No, I'm just saying, like, she has, like, very, like... Which I guess is a step up from what he used to do, which was just Evanescence I, singing constantly. No, I'm talking about, like... He literally didn't have visual aids. He just put Evanescence on, and she right. hit the fucking high notes. He was just creaming all over his fucking chest. Right. So, <laughs> no, I'm, there, are, some there are a couple actresses I can think of that have, like, very distinct, like, a look to their eyes, and, like, Ferruja Balk and Meg Foster are two, like, that really stand out, like... And that's nothing against like any other actress, but it's just very it's very captivating because you can see it. It's like it honestly What's feels... her name from Basic Instinct? I don't fucking know. I mean she didn't just show her vagina in that movie. She they, they focus on the eyes a lot too. I guess, but she doesn't really I don't I can't I, remember her I didn't name. find her her look. Sharon Stone, yeah, I didn't find yeah. her compelling or interesting, but I that's was me. saying a lot of people whatever, that that's kind of a big thing of it. Right. But anyway. So yeah, yeah. Meg Foster is like is like the queen bitch in this, which is great. She's like, we're gonna keep you down underwater. Well, she's she's they have nuance to it because she doesn't. You can tell it bothers her that she has to leave them down there and lie to them. They only really give one scene where it's from her perspective in her office when she hangs up on the call, and you get that a little bit. Which actually is pretty good acting because she's just literally just like it's silent, right? It's it's all in the face. It's not. It is not like dramatic it's just this very subtle change in the way she's acting when she hangs up just like this small little this is hard but she can't show it because who knows what who's watching her and it's just like so yeah daniel stern wanders off into a russian ship richard krenna of course reads russian but he won't say it he just says it in english he's like leviathan and they're Did like you want to hear his bed russian accent don't no. answer that. Don't Actually, answer that. How did you like the fact that he he pronounced Leviathan two different ways in the same like in the same scene? He's like Leviathan, Leviathan, and you're like, which one of those did you settle on, buddy? Are we ignoring the worms? The worms? Oh, the two worms. Falls into because the- they, they mentioned like, oh, two worms. How is they gonna get out of there? You're like, what? 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 Yeah. So there's weird worm things at the bottom that are just there to be decoration or something, and then they go on the ship, the Leviathan. Which has clearly been sunk. He's like, ah, torpedo hit that. And he knows. Don't worry. Uh, he speaks lots of languages. It's fine. Um, the, uh, Daniel Stern has apparently fucked off to explore the wreckage. He's like, I found a box of crap. I'm rich. Because he comes running with the, the safe. Yeah. And he hasn't been responding to radio I like how the, because they're wearing those suits and they're powered suits. He's lifting the safe like it's nothing. He's like carrying it in front of him. Yeah. And then it's a full metal safe when they get it back. And they're like, ugh. It's like, good job. That's a little attention to detail I like. I like the little bits like that. So they're going through the effects, and he, like, pockets, like, a little flask and whatnot. And they find, oh, here's some Primo vodka. And Peter Weller is by the books. He's like, nope, nope, this is all going into lockdown. It's not It's not ours. You can't have it. You Sorry. have to be when you've got the one union representative there being a yeah. cunt half the Fucking time. Hector, Hector Elizondo, he's like, it's, it gives union rules to work after a 12-hour shift to go do this. And Peter that Weller sounds like union guys. Hey, yeah. well, that's against the union, there, union buddy. Union code seven zero two zero nine zero three subsection C. The be- I do like how how Weller's character deals with him. He's like, look, you don't have to do shack duty. He's like, but if you do, he's like, you could then take the next day off. He's like, when we have an off day, 
And he's like, really? He's like, yeah. He's like, we're, we're behind quota anyway. He's like, we're not going to make 25 tons in one day. I thought they were over quota or something. Were they? I, well, either way. Well, they were going to lose. They were only going to get paid half if they didn't if they left early. That's why they didn't want to leave at first right, when the first, when shit started going bad. When the one guy was dead. Yep. Or was he? Or was he? So uh, they break into Peter Weller's safe and they steal the vodka. It turns out Weller was not stupid and he dumped... He set, for some reason, he set the password to his safe as his social security number. But yeah. he but he was clever enough to dump out the vodka and replace it with seawater or something. Yeah. And then, like, they all pour shots and, like, oh, it's just water. But, it, but then... Um, Stern. The yeah, he had the uh, flask anyways. And the vodka should... had had the the disease or whatever in it that yep. causes them to mutate and turn into thing creatures cuz at first he dies and they're like oh he's dead well he got like a a rash and was bleeding or something and fever and, and he was all itchy yeah. and, and yeah. then tits mcgee died shortly she, she shared like, a drink she started with going him. bad yeah and she we even killed. had a shower scene and we didn't get to see those tits what the fuck 80s i'm impressed what uh, the fuck 80s she, she decides she sees what's happening to his body figures she probably has the same thing and kills herself yes but then her body comes back to life and like murders with him. him. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, okay, that's fucking creepy. So then and the doctor and the captain are not telling anybody shit at this point. They're just like, we're dumping the bodies. And dumbass uh, Hector is still union uh, rules. Coats of bodies without form seven o two o nine. And he's just like, shut the fuck he's up, like, dude. He's shut the fuck he's up. He's like, shut the fuck up. Or you're the next one out the airlock. Okay. <laughs> He's like, and then I they will start say, moving. I, There's someone alive in here. We got to check. And it's like, dude, you were carrying a dead body, and they want to get it out as quickly as possible. You know what I would do if it starts moving? Run faster. You should move now. I'd be like, they ain't telling me something. It involves a dead body getting out of here. Oh, shit, it's zombies. It's fucking zombies. Yep. That's what I would be thinking. So it starts moving. They they go to open, like, uh, Hector decides to open the body bag, and a claw comes out and scratches his chest. And you're like, well, he's fucked. Clearly. Yes, they throw it out, and the part the, of a part of a leg comes out as the as the airlock thing is shoving it down into the ocean, and it cuts off and gets trapped inside. You're like, okay, so there's both Hector being infected, and then the thing. Just smack it. I will take that, that <laughs> mini lappy, son of a bitch. Holy crap! We're at an hour and a half already. We are. I still have uh, to do mine. So yeah, there's it's basically monster infection shenanigans at this point. I mean, it has been since basically the beginning, but it kind of accelerates because the movie doesn't have very long and their effects budget was kind of low. Uh, they do a decent job with what they do by keeping the creature shots in a lot of shadow, keeping it very slick looking. Again, it's very reminiscent of the thing, not as in-depth. Uh, eventually, Weller and What's-Her-Face escape to the surface, and the creature followed them, and luckily he has a mining charge, and he blows it up. Well, he grabbed that earlier. Yeah. And you're like, okay. And then they escape, and it's fine. I like how they don't die going from that far down straight up. Right. Because they, they go up. Oh, and they do the hurricane thing, which is a running trope for the top side. There's a hurricane, and that... That's the corporate trying to tell them just yeah. to hold fucking still. What I do like is they, they check the news on like their old their, the 80s computer... And then there's a press release talking about a mining accident that cost all these divers, like, miners. Yeah, there's their names It's listed. not enough that it's in the region they're in because there's apparently, like, 7,000 other mining operations. And the little press release has to say, these people are dead, and it lists all their names. Like, wait a minute, we're not dead, Ted. I think the company's trying to pull shenanigans. Yeah. And, hey, he punches Mick Foster. Well, and the one guy dies because the creature came up. Ernie Hudson, yeah. yeah. 
That way, they, just the two survive. Just the two. There can be only two. Then he punches, what's her name? Yeah. The CEO, yeah. Okay. Anyways, moving on. Moving on, what do you got? Well, since you decided to do 1989, I will also do 1989 and do The Abyss. Okay. Mwaha. This is not a horror movie, Underwater. But it's, it's an underwater it's movie. It's not a horror movie. This is uh, a bit different. It starts with a submarine, U.S. Navy nuke submarine, that... Uh, Something weird happens. They kind of lose power. Like this weird creature. There's a bogey moving real fast. And they were searching for, I think, a Russian thing that came down or something. I don't know. It doesn't matter. And um, they think it's a Russian ship, but it's moving super fast. And it's a weird glowy thing. Whoa, glowy thing. It's moving super fast. And power goes out when it comes near them. And they end up crashing because they don't have power. So they crash into the bottom. And uh, this rips open parts of the submarine, and uh, they don't make it. Anyways, a rescue operation is sent out to try and save anybody on the sub if they can. And we get to our mining crew, because it's underwater mining. Yay. Yay. But they have a mobile underwater station. Yep. That can move around. It's not completely locked down. Yeah, they can it's not up. like C-Lab, like all of these like to be. No, and which is actually, that's an interesting way to approach it, which... Again, this kind of makes sense because James Cameron is very clearly into ocean exploration. That this would be a little closer towards factual. Well, they're one of multiple. Like this isn't a, this is a normal thing. Well, not they're not one of multiples. This is it's a test to do multiple of these, basically. Anyways, the the government's just like, hey, we're gonna you're closer than any of our di- could, divers could you are. go to the wreckage? Can you and go and try and out? save them? We're gonna send down a team of Navy SEALs to try and help. And they've got an uh, above-ground crew. They've got a ship, like a big fucking tanker ship that's tethered to them. Yeah. They have an above-crew, you know, above-water crew as well because you can't just run around underwater with nothing. It doesn't work quite like that. There's not infinite power down there. What? But there's a hurricane coming through. Just take the rocks you're mining and put them in the smelter and it's fine. Yeah. You get coal out of it somehow, right? So, uh, Ed Harris is our our guy he's the captain he's not Which, really a captain but he's the guy in charge i wanted to throw this other i always get ed harris and peter weller kind of mixed up because like how they're just vague the fuck is wrong with they're you? vague thin-faced white guys and i'm like vague just, thin ed harris is yeah. ed harris he's one of the best actors there is yeah but i always kind of i get them transposed in my brain like i thought it was ed harris in star trek in the darkness but it was peter weller and i'm like that's probably when things i've said ed harris and it's actually weller and vice versa and part of it, part of it is because Weller took that break to get his master's in art history. So when he got back into acting again after like the RoboCop era and all that, like he's a bit older. So him and Ed Harris kind of have this like even more similar look. And my brain is just oh, I need to watch Appaloosa. Terrible yeah, it? with faces. Ed Harris, often. he does, he does. He's been in a number of movies where he's like. Mostly the evil. guy in charge. Yeah, a lot not just, maybe not evil per se, but like a lot morally a lot ambiguous. Like, a lot of times, but no, no, no. But he's the guy in charge. So Apollo thirteen. Well, yeah. Um, he's also well. He wasn't the guy in charge, was he? What was he in that? He was. Um, yeah, he was. He was the. Wasn't he one of the guys who was supposed to go and he didn't for whatever reason? I don't remember. I don't remember. I thought he was the guy that was in charge. It's been a long time since so he plays. But Truman Show, he was like the director. Yeah, again, evil. He wasn't really evil. Yeah, evil. His he own wasn't design. Evil. Duh. Yeah. Okay. 
He plays under our morals. He's evil. Right. Under 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 cultural relativism. <laughs> Ed Harris is the good guy always. And it's those <laughs> dastardly kids coming along defeating him that make it awful. Jesus Christ, his his filmography is huge. There's a lot of stuff I need well, to yeah, watch. Well, yeah, cuz again, he's a good, he's a handy villain. Like he's also like National Treasure, bad guy. There's one Gone Baby Gone. Eh, not that's a quite a bad guy. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, Enemy at the Gate. He was the the Russian sniper. Yep. Buffalo Soldiers. Anyway, so, so many. yeah, we have our Anyways, underwater Ed mission Harris. to get deployed. Has he, wait, has he aged? Yeah, yes, he clearly has. Are you sure? Because he kind of looked like scr- like scrunched up like newspaper of that's a just, person back that's just, then. That's just working with James Cameron. That's what that does. When you're working with a guy who's like, I'm going to really try to drown you, and you're like, okay, James. Is the music um, coming through? So... The the SWAT team, the SWAT team, the Navy SEAL team comes down with uh, his wife, soon to be ex wife. They're going through a divorce. Yep. Played by Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. Mastron. If you saw her, you'd know her immediately. Yeah. 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 Uh, you'd know her from the abyss. Thank you. I am Deba. She's the she played um uh, uh Marion from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. That really bad um, Kevin Costner one. Yeah, it's not bad as in like I mean it's bad because wow it's a horrible rendition of Robin Hood but it's a great movie because it's just so over the top it's a good bad movie I think it inspired Men in Tights like I literally I think it is the yes. not all the other Robin Hood movies I think it was the inspiration it's all they made fun of even if Men in Tights came out earlier than it I don't know I didn't pay attention no it absolutely did because I, and that's <laughs> part of the joke is it's basically what if the Errol Flynn Robin Hood got made Right at right in this era with all these other things. Hence the joke about speaking with an English accent while Kevin Costner's just Kevin Costner. But I think there's a few Robin Hood. I don't think it was just him. I think there's a number of them where they had. That was probably the most egregious. It honestly. was bad. It was bad. Because you'd literally have Kevin Costner basically being, I am Kevin Costner. I Wait, I mean Robin of Oxley. But the sheriff. We all know the sheriff. Do I need to say who played him? I mean, Rickman did top notch job. Yeah. Keep the stitches small. <laughs> why? Why a Carve your heart. why a spoon, not a knife or an axe? Dull, huh. it'll hurt more. You twit. It just—that is his best performance. His. Best. I don't know if it's his best, but it's no, criminal. It is his best. I would just say it's criminally underrated. But back to the abyss, where we have Ed Harris. You can ignore the, every other part of the movie that makes it one of the best movies ever. Just his performance. You can probably just leave, if you can find a cut where it's just the sheriff of Nottingham's parts. That's the be- <laughs> that's that's a better movie. Than every other person is just deleted, digitally removed. It's, it's just him running around in empty halls. Nobody else there. It's just him yelling at no one, getting killed by no one, and you're like, and, perfect. And the only thing you do, the only other character there. Is Kevin Costner, but not as Robin Hood. You replace the old witch with Kevin Costner digitally, and it's just him interacting with no, Kevin Costner. It's Kevin Costner's character from Dances with Wolves as the old witch. Exactly. It's like perfect. Mm, yeah, the buffalo. They're very, very sad. Tatanka. Yeah, Tatanka <laughs> speaks with fist, and it's just. <laughs> anyway, Anyways. back to the abyss of which we've apparently fallen into. And we are now beyond depth. Uh, so a number of other 80s people that you may or may not recognize that I'm not going to bother listing because we're running way the fuck out of time. Right. 
Um, they get a mission. They gotta go find a sub. So Ooh. they're they're all various caricatures, archetypes, almost, but not quite of different. And they they're on their way with this Navy SEAL team, who are played by the worst Navy SEAL actors I've ever seen in my life, and they act nothing like Navy SEALs. Not like um. <sighs> There's this weird thing in the '80s of how the SEALs. Remember that um, was it Sheen? One of the Sheens or something did a Navy SEAL movie really bad you know what i'm talking about it's hard to it's hard to charlie no i think it was charlie no no and depending on when you're going back like if you're talking like apocalypse now with martin no 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 okay i'm just making sure Sure. (laughs) i I hope he's not talking about hot shots zorl that would be sad also i can't spell anything i think it's he did one with like a seal i'm I'm not gonna find it now because i got hot shots and stuff in here Two and a half, man. Um, anyways. I swear it was him that did it. Maybe it, was, maybe it was one of the other action fuckers. But anyways, there's a really bad name. I think it's called like Seals or something. It's fucking terrible. It's that kind of like bad rendition of what the Seals do. Like, they're just, they're supposed to be badass, but they're played by actors who, you know, they only hit the gym enough to stay in shape. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. I don't know. Vaguely, but anyway. anyways, bad eighties like Navy SEALs renditions. It's just they're cringy. Well they're evil evil government operatives. They are evil government operatives. That is the thing that is the key. The, That's the takeaway. They're not they don't have morals. One of them kinda does for a minute, but fuck him, we tie him up anyways. But the guy who gets the bends and cuts himself because reasons. They do mention that. Like you you'll start getting the pressure will get to you, and it causes problems like neurological issues, and the first sign is shakes, and he hides it, of course, because he's the fucker in the zombie movie that gets bit and hides it. Yeah. He's starting to go crazy. So they're going to get this submarine. The SEALs have a secondary objective that nobody knows about, the secret objective that they carry out, which is to get one of the nukes and set it and blow up the whole thing to hide it because reasons. If things go bad, that's like plan B. Right? Anyways, so they're going their way to work the wreck. The first thing thing they do is go through the wreckage to try and find survivors. Uh, one of the guys freaks out from the drilling crew because he can't deal with dead bodies or something. So we get some bad scenes there. The weird uh, alien thing comes by again and cuts their power off. And it's supposed to be magical moments or something. Right? Anyways, they don't find anything. Of course no, not. They don't find survivors or anything. Then the, then the Navy SEALs go back and take the, the ship, the, the thing they need, like they've got the submarines and stuff. To do the to, to to take the nuke, yeah. but they need that to disconnect the tether because the fucking hurricane coming off. So they end up pulling the station because the ship's getting thrown around and it throws the station around a little bit and then the cranes break off and the tether calls down and then it falls down the thing and pulls them towards the edge and we have a moment of, oh my God, panic. And they're not tethered at all and they have no way of reconnecting once things settle down up there. And they're running out of air and power and stuff. Yeah, They are done fuckered. They fucked. Well, uh, they set the nuke. They eventually, they have this big fight scene, you know, whatever. They got to take out the Navy SEAL dudes. Some of them, one of them has a conscious out of nowhere. And then they have an underwater fight with the Navy SEAL dude driving a sub. And they're in a sub. So that we also get this mention when they finally take him out. Yeah. They're in both Ed Harris and his ex-wife. Because not ex-wife, they're, they're going through the divorce. But they get back together because that's, you know, it's Twister. 
Yeah, that's what happens when an accident. Every happens. movie that we're breaking up, all well, some action happens. We're back together again. Thank God! Thank God! This horrible human tragedy struck, so our marriage could be saved. Or that horrible movie we did last time with the the end of the world. Or whatever. Oh, twenty twelve. Yeah, yeah, the Roland Emmerich garbage. Same thing. It, it's a horrible Hollywood trend. I should just say the Roland Emmerich movie. I, it's because every because every author, every writer in Hollywood has gone through at least one divorce. Is probably going through another one when they finally get around to writing something because they're fucking. Sad enough and it's depressed enough to write again. Because they have to be depressed to write, apparently, because that's the only way it works. That's the only thing you can channel in a Starbucks. When is you depression. realize you've blown your whole oh. career trying to be a Hollywood writer only to make $30,000 by selling a script, you'd be depressed and suicidal too, and I, also divorced a lot. And that's the only thing you can right. channel in a Starbucks. Everything else, they have some kind of technology that blocks it. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, sir. Only angst is allowed here. But I wanted to channel nostalgia. I'm sorry, That's are you going extra. through a divorce, sir? Uh, yes, I am. Okay, you can continue to write. You, sir, are you going through divorce? Uh, not currently. You have to leave. You can't write yeah. here. Go to the Dunkin' Donuts down the street, motherfucker. <laughs> You're far too chipper to be in this Starbucks in L.A. And they all write the same, I'm getting back with my wife shit. I honestly don't even think that's the writers. I think that's just all producers understand. I think it's, it's the writers. Eh. Producers don't give a shit. They they go through wives like it's fucking right, like it's Kleenex. No, but they on to the next one. No, that one's soiled. But they know other people th- find divorces sad. They're like, yeah, my ex-wife was always sad about the divorce. Producers go through wives because they watch some black dude fuck them, then they can't touch them after that because they're soiled, and they got to find a new one. To... <laughs> I imagine all producers are are just some kind of weird cuck that. They have some weird racial thing going yes. on. They oh, to... they're, they're, don't tell me they're not. There's a reason the black guy always dies in horror movies. Did think about it. Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, tell me I'm wrong. I mean, it would explain why that happens. They're like they're getting some proxy revenge. Somebody's little... racist in Hollywood. Somebody. I mean, a lot of them are. Somebody. Okay. Well, no. But tell me that the fact that the the black guy always dies, always. Oh, it's not even just a trope. It's literally, like, required. There's somebody saying, like, nope, black guy fucking bites it. You know, I honestly just think it's more incidental because they tend not to make him the star of the movie, So, and everyone but the... Typically in horror movies especially, often most people die who aren't the main characters, and if you're lucky, maybe the little main characters love interest. Yeah, but usually the black guy bites it early on. Yeah, it depends. Hey! Hey, uh, that's exactly... That's exactly what happened in uh, Underwater. Exactly. Yeah. Although his death, well, his death was kind of gruesome, well, but comparatively it wasn't. Maybe, maybe, I think maybe they tried to avert it by showing the dead lady. Remember when I mean, they the, crawled past the, implosion, the dead lady? The implosion's pretty quick. It's a lot better than being ripped through your suit, through, like, part of it. Yeah. Well, anyway. So, yeah, uh, the the abyss. There's also a concern about the thing that caused the accident in the first place, Well, right? that thing's been flowing around every once in a while, and it's some weird alien thing that we, we see in a minute. Right. So, anyways. I'm Barry King. Fuck. Eventually they fight this. The, Take his crown. They, they fight him, and then they have this scene where he has to. They're they're stuck in their little sub that's filling with water, and they've only got the one suit on Ed Harris. And she comes up with the idea, I'm going to drown, because they're too far. They're like 15 minutes away, and she's like, "I'll drown. It's cold out there. You'll have a chance to resuscitate." Me. So I'll be I'll be hypothermic, and he's yes. like, "He's like, you're fucking crazy, lady." And she's like, "No, no, no. It makes it makes perfect sense. My hypothermic brain told me it makes perfect sense." And you're and like, "So they get back, and he's he gets back in radio contact on the way. He's like, get the shit ready. I'm coming in.' Because they have a medical unit, and they've got you know yeah. paddles and that kind of very dramatic. 
And they forget, they do it, but they don't. Like, they do the paddles, but they forget the fucking adrenaline shot. Like, I never saw him administer it, but whatever. And they get the paddles, and he's, they give up, and they, they do the full dramatic. Like, he's like, no, you're going to live, damn it! Ah, ah, ah. And she comes back, and it's like, really? I kept waiting for the alien to come save her. Because be- they were dragging it out. And I'm like, yep, yep, she's coming back. They're, gonna, they're not going to give up. We're going to do this. No, you're going to live, damn it. And they do, and she lives, and uh, no brain damage apparently. I mean, uh, well, maybe, maybe so. Man, that's why she decided to get back with that hair. She's like, but, yeah, potatoes yeah. and marriage to Ed Harris. Ah. She's fine. This is how she always is. See, that's what they need to do. They need that. We need if we made movies. That's the kind of shit that would happen. Like we'd have that trope, and they come back, but they're brain damaged. <laughs> And it would be full on like we'd get in trouble for them being kind of like even like that's not okay to have you know like um oh god what's his name uh Ben Stiller got in a bit of trouble for um Tropic Thunder for going full retard yeah yeah (laughs) that's why we'd make one movie and that'd be it (laughs) if if there's the only way to get away with blackface apparently is to have somebody else making fun of retards that's that's. Sorry, uh, what are we supposed to say now? Because we can't say retard. Uh, politician. <laughs> I was not expecting that's, that. That should P- have. That's, I, the, that's the PC ooh, term. You caught me off guard there. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. He's a politician. Uh, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Here, here let me uh, donate to his campaign. <laughs> oh. Anyway, where are we at? Uh. Anyways, um, right, oh, so, so she's they back. get back. They, he brings her back alive, and then Ed Harris has to go down. And <laughs> she the, has she has an inexplicable urge to watch the Kardashians, but she's fine. And he has to go down in the special suit. This is the water one. Now this is, this is where they actually kind of like like bleed that factual fiction kind of thing. Yes. Is the, so they've got this water that's impregnated. It's it's some it's not water water, but it's oxygenated, and it's, it's li- yeah. kind of pinkish. They have to give him contacts to see through it. Mm-hmm. And it fucks with him at first, like bad. Like when he's going down at first, they. I'm pretty sure they actually had him breathe the fluid. Like I think they actually drowned Ed Harris for this. I was. I should look it up. I remember reading all about this. This because this was obviously a bit of a big deal when it came. They out. hold a rat under this stuff and show that. It's and I know breathable. that was that was an actual thing. Yeah, they did that, which I'm sure Peter would ha- would have a field day with today. But um. Yeah, so they're all saying the system is real. I'm I'm pretty sure it's real. And but anyways, they I think they actually drowned Ed Harris for this. I, I swear to oh, God, see, it looks like they did. did no, he, they did. He he didn't breathe the fluid. No, he held it while while being. Did they? Along. Yep. Wow. Yep. Good for him, he held it for a long time. He said time. he said the cold, the worst moments were uh, the fluid going up his nose. His eyes did swell up, but he didn't end up breathing. Have to breathe or anything. So, <sighs> so anyway. But yeah, because the concept is obviously below a certain point, like just having plain oxygen. I was talking about there's um, lack of flow is a problem because it can deoxygenize in air locally, like small pockets of it. So just like say the part in your helmet would just you just be breathing that in and out. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Hmm. You'd need um, 
I think the best way would be just to have like a backpack that deals with making sure the oxygen levels are perfectly, and you just have a, a serious flow pushing towards the head. I mean, but then you have power issues, like because it's, it's always a balance, right? Modern the... is okay. You've got batteries that can handle it. Maybe now, but anyway, although I don't know how well lithium ions work at that kind of pressure under the sea. That's the thing; it, it changes a lot. Temperature and although, pressure change all sorts. There's of a things. really cool battery technology. The guy that invented lithium ions, like, or whatever patented it, has come out with a new one that's glass based. Apparently, Zoral is uh, gone pretty deep here. 160 feet. That's pretty cool. How long did that take you to get back to the surface? Just to stop at. I don't remember the intervals anymore. But, anyways. They do mention that. You can't go back to the surface in this. 20, like, 20 minutes of ascent. Yeah. Interesting. Not too bad. Not too bad. Anyway. Would you have to stop once or twice? Just once? Uh, but. But wait! <laughs> there's more! There's, al there's always more. Oh, you don't actually need to stop. Okay. I guess if you go slow enough. I can see that. Yeah, like you pace it maybe a little bit. Anyways. But the reason he's doing this is because he's going to the point where like having just like an oxygen respirator. Well, he has to go down. So what they sent the nuke on the little mini drone because they have little drone right. subs. Which and they sent up. that down and he's going to have to go. So it's down in, I think it's the Marianne. It's some kind of trench down in the abyss, basically. It's the fucking. The titular and he's abyss. going down and he doesn't tell they're holding hope that he's getting back up and he knows it's not but even he's a little thing you can't talk in the fluid he's got, he's got a little keyboard to text him yep. yeah and at one point he's kind of going crazy as he goes down like losing it but he manages to hold it and deactivates the bomb and then he's just like they're like what's your O2 at and he's like five minutes he's like, and they're all crying they're like it took 15 to get there come back and he's just like it was a one way trip and then the aliens and they are aliens yeah and they take him to the big ship they have a gigantic ship under the water, and then you find out they've been watching us, and they they, they make an area for them with, like, air so they can breathe. Thing, yeah. yeah, they push all the water up. And they can no. control water, and at this point, they're about to flood the whole world. Giant fucking waves about to kill off everybody. And they stop them just short. Like, they're coming up, like, thousand-foot waves about to hit the fucking coastlines. Ships are fucked, and it's fucked. And they stop the waves just right there. And they're talking and they're showing him things and like they're showing like a video feed and they're like, oh, the, you've been the, watching. That, that classic trope where it's like, look, look, yeah, look at all the war. Humans do bad things. Here's here's some stock World War II footage. See, this yeah. is why oh, we're going to nuke you. Lots of Vietnam stuff. Yeah. Because Vietnam was bad. We have a lot of footage from. And of course, nukes and stuff. And they're like, yeah, well, what are you doing with it? And it's like, I love this idea of aliens judging us as not worthy because we kill each other. So they're going to kill us all. What? It's like, wait a minute, where'd you get the technology to be able to kill us all? Oh, wait, you assholes developed this, you hypocritical motherfuckers. Well, a, you don't even have to say, they're going to murder us because we're not worthy for murdering? When are you going to judge yourself, motherfuckers? Go cut fucking off yourselves after this is done. If the last words humanity says to you, know you. <laughs> motherfucker. Accompanied, of course, by a healthy motherfucker. As yeah. Anyway, it, it's it's very it's and then, very and then his text, like the one way stop and stuff and everything, and they decided to say let humanity live. And then the ship comes up and surfaces, and the warships are brought up. The with one it. thing I wanted to get across is that I was always under the impression that they were they were ex they were aliens, but they were like basically creatures that developed underwater, like basically like. Well, yeah, from wherever they're from, they they, they control water. But no, they, not, they not like from another planet. Like basically, like another species on our own planet that had been developing in Aquaman-ish. Yeah, where we can't see them. 
Yeah. They're just, they're just, they're other Earth. They're basically Earth. Yeah, but they're aliens because they leave. They just take off in yeah, that spaceship. Yeah, and that's the part that I always maybe go, well, that's lame. Like, I, I like the idea of they were always just terrestrial watching us. aliens who are our own. Like, basically, they're, they're just they're, another They're species down of, there silently judging us from under the water. Right, because they can. Because yeah. they're like, you can't fuck with us. We're way down here. You douches. You can't, you can't you fuck fuckers, with us. You fuckers. You can't even handle the water. Be like, oh no, I have to breathe oxygen. Burr, burr, burr. Just pull it from the water, loser. <laughs> it's right around you. Anyways, anyway. so Oh my god, we gotta we gotta wrap up. We got this is a long ass show. It's a long so ass. uh sorry we didn't get the emails, but whatever. It it is what it is. Uh it is what it is. I think is any site news or anything? For those of you who are subscribers that didn't make it to this live show, we're sorry. The dates are changed for recording schedule because well, tells I've got I've I've Corona has changed my my uh my Work. job situation, so that's just the way things are. Anyways, we're not gonna go into that. Oh, I can talk oh shit, I didn't talk about that. I can I've been relieved from jury duty, so I can talk about it now. Oh nice. Because it's been ruled a mistrial. Ah, nice. Which I I honestly was actually hoping I got on it, but I knew it wasn't gonna happen. Um it was um what's his name? Deidre De- I can't remember the fucker's name now. The guy that killed the uh, Adams County Sheriff's deputy. Okay. It was a death penalty case until our governor decided to commute all death sentences, and then they just outlawed death penalty in Colorado. Okay. Yeah. So they they can't go after death penalty anymore because of that. All righty. It was going to be a death penalty case that I was going to be sitting on, and I couldn't talk about it because I was in the jury pool. But, yeah, like I said, Corona kind of made it a mistrial, so they're going to have to start all over. Okay. I don't know what the fuck that means for them. I don't really care. Yeah. I'm not a part of it anymore. But it was like a, that, that's a fucking somber moment when I'm like, jury duty, yeah, here comes the dumbass fucking video. And all of a sudden the judge comes up and he's reading a specific thing. And we all have packets and it's like, this is, this is different. This You're is, like, this, is, this per- is a custom, what's going on here? And he's just like, the case you'll be hearing yeah, is, is, is a death penalty case. And it's just like, Oh. You're like, oh, this isn't someone going by and licking the Ben and Jerry's container and putting it back for some doofy TikTok challenge. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, open your packs, and we open it up, and it's like, oh, it's the guy that killed the fucking officer. Okay, this is a real case. This is the biggest case. This is the kind of, this is as big as cases get. I mean, except for, like, fucking uh, O.J. Simpson or something. But anyway. Yeah. So you're not on it. No oh, I'm not on it. I can't really discuss anything now. I don't have any insight or anything. I was actually, I really wanted to, I knew it wasn't going to happen. There was no way in hell given my criminal justice degree and such. But I was really hoping I could sit on that. Like, that would be, that would be something. Hey, then you could write a shitty tell-all book and I would, try to milk your fame for a little bit. I can't write books about anything. You've well, seen how well no, I... No, you don't. You just, you just, you just hand like two pages of notes to someone and they punch up like a fictitious, like how a ghostwriter? Yeah. I'll just pay you. Yeah, there you go. We'll give you a portion of it. Right. There we go. Problem solved. You can do all the research and everything, too. I'm <laughs> sure. too lazy for that fucking shit. <laughs> anyway, uh, on that note, I believe that... Uh, Strontium 90 strikes again! Wow.